1: You know what that means? That means the boys are at the New Mexico card show. Let's yeah, go. Yeah.
0: Let's go, oh. baby. I am a kid in a literal candy store right now.
1: I'm wearing a Duke's jersey. And, a lot and of the
0: candy is 30-year-old or 40-year-old bubblegum. <laughs> yes,
1: so, so.
0: <laughs> There's a lot of good bubblegum
1: in, in baseball. There's a lot of preferences in baseball. Josh Sushan joining us on the program. Josh,
0: welcome, brother. Thank you. Thank you, yeah. Thank you for
1: uh, I got a lot of compliments on my Duke's jersey, boys.
0: As one should. It's like it's, like it's pretty nice. sweet.
1: It's not just any
2: Duke's jersey. This is not the Dukes from this is not the AAA no. era Dukes from the seventies and eighties. No, 80s. this, this is, is the barnstorming Dukes. Yeah, this is like the Class C Dukes. Yes, the
1: Class C for class.
0: <laughs> yes, class, <laughs> the, the class. The Class C, C for no longer exists. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so that that jersey is so old. The concession stand used to put actual cheese on the nachos. <laughs> right. Nacho That's, cheese hadn't even been invented yet. Correct. This yeah. Is, that jersey is pre Velveeta. Yeah. It he
2: says field on his sleeve, yeah. man. Yeah. Let's cool? go. Not to not the softball field, but like the actual field that they played quasi professional baseball like Seventy years ago. From
1: nineteen thirty seven to nineteen sixty nine. Nice Let's go. That's what it's about. So we're hanging out all day. Come see us. We're at the Marriott, right? We're yep. uptown. So you That's know where we're... we're located. Yeah, it's at uh <laughs> it's you know where Louisiana is? And sure. and in right the in between
0: Texas and Alabama. <laughs> is that right?
1: The street. Louisiana. Oh, in Albuquerque. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: No, yeah, Yeah. I know where that is, too. So between San Mateo and Wyoming. Boom, that (laughs) one. (laughs) one. Thank you.
1: Yeah, so come hang out with us. Uh, You walk right in, you you walk right up. A bunch of vendors, a bunch of fun stuff going on, and and we're going to start the show off with you, Josh, um, because, and this was your brainchild, what we're about to... All right, hold up. (laughs) Oh, I thought you meant the entire show. No, this bit. Okay. So, because we need to talk about Thursday Night Football, we need to talk about upcoming games this week, and we need to talk Uh about the Lobo basketball team last night, but you insisted, Josh, that instead we start the show. Uh huh. All three of us opening packs of vintage baseball cards and and doing reveals on the program. That yes. is accurate.
2: Yes. So we have some 1987 tops, right? And okay. there's three. And there's a Dale Murphy All Star. There's a Bill Kruger Dibs, and there's a Roger Clemens <laughs> All Star. Uh, okay. So
0: I get the pack that starts with Bill Kruger. I'll take and f- You got the Roger Clemens. No, no, to oh, no. all no. do the same. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, so I see want to break. what we're doing. you okay. give me the
1: first one with uh, who'd you say was on the front? Freddy Krueger. Dale I'm, Murphy. All right, so my two-time MVP, Dale Murphy. All right, he's so very good. Josh is really struggling with the pack. Here. Yeah, well, I don't want. Dale to Dale like, Murphy break should it. be
0: in the Hall of Fame. He's first super off,
1: super close. Okay, all right, so those all three of us are opening a pack, and then all right, there's no gum in mine. I thought I was gonna have gum to chew. Yeah, where's the gum,
0: Josh? This was the. This is what we uh, got. Um, we got gum in this pack. And this pack, there, you didn't get gum, but you got three for one back okay. in those days. All right, here we so. Okay, you first. Who supplied these? Was this Ryan, Ryan Maxwell? This is Ryan friend, Maxwell, friend of the show. Yes. Ryan Maxwell, okay. who's putting who's putting this on? Who'll be joining us very soon on the yes, program? Yes,
1: so to talk exactly about this event. So, are we going in? Are we taking turns? Is that Josh? okay? You, you go first. Who's he? Have first right. on yours. On the top of mine is this pack from 1986? Is that what it's we said? It's 1987. Okay, That's why it's an 86. It's all-star. the
0: the legendary 1987 tops. Okay, Barry Bonds rookie year. Okay, and it's got the the wood grain the around wood? Yeah. the outside. yeah. It's very sharp. I'm opening with the 1986 Dale
1: Murphy. Very good. Um, this one, if I had a little pedestal, I believe I would put it on there. Oh wait, not an all not a Hall of Famer. Take him off the list.
0: Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, starting coming in hot, right on top of my stack. Josh Sushan is legendary. Also not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Roger Clemens. I got a Hall Roger Clemens reasons. right on top.
2: That's when he was coming off his MVP in Cy Young year.
0: Astros legend. Roger Clemens.
2: So I'm starting with Bill Kruger
0: of the Oakland A's. Ooh, and, good uh, one. Great the story
2: about Bill Kruger. You remember uh, Community Access TV and things like that? Yeah. So there's an economics teacher. Wayne's World. Yes. There's an economics teacher in my high school, Foothill, Dr. B, we called him, George Balovich. Got it. And he had Bill Kruger on the show, and he, people could call up, and one of my buddies calls up and goes, Hey, Bill, what's your career one loss record, you loser? <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> <What>? Wow.
1: <laughs> but he knew it. Yeah. Of course <laughs> was, he does. Yeah. it. And it was like two and five <laughs> or something <laughs> like that. All right, so you guys are going to have to help me with my next one. Steve Jeltz. Steve Jeltz, who. The, the I, legend. Yeah, I wouldn't identify him as an athletic man. That's not the <laughs> word I would hey, use. Hey,
0: this is the 80s.
1: Uh, uh, so pass. Pass. Kay. Pass on Steve Jeltz.
0: Fred, you're going to love this. I got my mm-hmm. first trade candidate All here. All right, let's go. St. Louis Cardinal legend Mike Laga. The Mike Laga? <laughs> the <laughs> Mike Laga. First baseman. Started his career in the Tigers from yeah. 82 to 86. Shrewd move by the Cardinals mm-hmm. picking him up. Well, and I remember the
1: crowd chants at Busch Stadium where they go, Laga, 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 <laughs> Laga, Laga, Laga.
0: <laughs> Okay. He hit all of three home runs in 1986 for your Cardinals. Got it. Three more than us.
2: I got George Bell, all-star, 1987. You're on fire. George Bell. At the time, the best outfield in baseball was the Blue Jays. George Bell, Lloyd Mosby, Jesse Barfield. Best outfield in baseball at the time. Oh, okay. Mario Soda.
1: Oh. Okay. Pitcher. Good. Yeah, probably the father of um, Juan Soto. Not really, but maybe. Maybe they're <laughs> distinct relatives.
0: <laughs> Makes sense to me. Yeah,
1: I'm going with that. So Juan
2: Name
0: Soto. one more Soto.
1: Juan Soto's dad, Mario. Um,
2: I'll trade you my George Bell All-Star for the Mario Soto. Ooh. Yeah,
0: that's a given. Yeah. Let's do that. Oh, right. good yeah. job. I
2: like Mario Soto. Okay. Cool. Yeah, he was good. Uh, All right,
0: was, this made my day pitch. already. We got a lot of packs to open up, but I'm already, I'm already oh, good. I'm only doing I'm good. one. <laughs> we got um the Houston Astros legend, Charlie Kerfeld.
2: Oh, there. yeah. Wearing Dude, the, the big tequila.
0: Where Yep, he's got them on right now. Wearing the Tequila Sunrise jersey. That is sharp. Okay. Greatest jerseys in the history of all we're sports. We're
1: opening packs of cards because we're at the New Mexico Card Show. It's this entire weekend. It's open right now. Doors will close at 7, so come hang out with your boys up until then. Tomorrow morning at 10 a.m., Sunday morning at 10 a.m., but I'm telling you, come early. There's some cool stuff here. I saw Andre the Giant trading cards early. You already you know. did. You already know what's going to happen. The you know, Marriott Vance saw ALF cards?
0: Yeah, there's a whole box of ALF cards over there.
1: ALF is back in <laughs> POG form. <laughs> it's the Marriott, Albuquerque, and Uptown, 2101 Louisiana Boulevard. Do you guys remember when Chris Berman was actually, like, popular? Uh,
2: yes, yeah. I am old. <laughs> yeah. He had nicknames, and I got me a Keith Real Estate Moreland. Okay. Who knew? He was on the Cubs. He was a third baseman. And I guess he caught before he stopped catching.
0: Is how much ground he covered.
2: He had 100 RBIs one year. That's impressive. How How about this? I just flipped over the card. Keith has experience as a talk show host. Whoa. Let's go. He once hosted a charity racquetball tourney. That's the info you got on the back of the 87
1: tops back in the day. I think a lot of people would tell you this is one of the best to ever play the position. One Rick Dempsey. Has come oh, over. all right. We'll Catcher Rick Dempsey in Strong my mustache. Very strong. Really good at rain strong. delays. Give me, oh, for why? Because he <laughs> ran
2: around. He put a pillow underneath his jersey, and he just went diving on the tarp all the time. So awesome. And the water cool. just got all over him. And, yeah, he just ran around the bases. He did, like, Babe Ruth impersonations.
1: That was his best part of his career was rain delay. He did not do Babe Ruth impersonations at
0: the plate van. So I'm going to skip all the way to the bottom of oh, my smart. deck here, because yeah, oh, okay. I, when I squeeze it, this card stands out. Yeah, I don't know if you can see that. It's like a sixteenth of an inch larger than all of them. Okay, but hey, get jealous, Sushan. I also have a George Bell. You oh. got the all-star, and I got the regular. No, I already George traded Bell.
2: it away, so now oh, okay. Fred's got to get to me. Would you like
0: both. the whole George Bell collection? Well,
1: here's the thing: I'm actually sitting on my second Dale Murphy. You deck. got two Dale
0: Murphys in it's one pack.
1: So. Dude, that was a huge day back in 1987.
2: Goodness. I know you guys are super jealous of the next one I got. I got a checklist. All right. <laughs> Let's go. Well, now, I got hey, a
0: checklist. Who's on the checklist? Ooh. Make, me, make me an offer oh. I can't refuse, Sushan.
2: No, but the next one after that, one of my childhood heroes, uh-huh. somewhat recent member of the Albuquerque Professional Baseball Hall of Fame, Dave Stewart. Let's oh, good go. Oh. Smoke Stewart. Very Let's nice. go.
0: Well done. I
1: think I'm looking at a manager card. I don't know what this is. Johnny Grubb? Yep, that's the manager. <laughs> I
2: I Wait, what so, team is it?
0: Uh, Detroit.
2: No, Sparky Anderson was the manager back then.
0: Okay. He so, just
1: looks like him.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Was he their accountant? Uh, got a cool Let jacket. It, he's on the list. He's wearing reading glasses. Mm-hmm. Um, old school classic batting stance here. Kansas City Royals legend. No relation to Richard won Greg <laughs> Pryor.
2: Another solid mustache. Greg you? Pryor. See, I got the Tigers manager, Sparky Anderson. Oh, okay. You want to hey, trade the oh, fake there manager you go. for the real manager? No, nice. no either do I.
0: <laughs> Fun fact about Greg Pryor. It's Greg's open. father, George, was fullback at Wake Forest and played for the NFL Baltimore Colts.
2: Do you remember? I'm, mer- I'm huh. telling you, before there was an internet, all we had was the back of baseball cards. That sure. was our
1: Wikipedia in the 80s, the back of baseball cards.
2: I'm
0: assuming you knew that fact already, though, Susan. <laughs> I Sushan. did not know
1: that one. <laughs> I'm really appreciating because this is like childhood stuff. Like when 100%. I was a kid. 100%. This is, and I don't think baseball, and it's because of saturation, right? They just sure. just became so many cards from yeah. so many producers over so long. To where I don't think this is enjoyed the way that it used to be enjoyed, but uh, but I'm very much having a laugh with you guys. And my brand new uh, slap hitting Gary Pettis that I just pulled. Oh, Ooh.
0: okay. I will see your. St- he took second base a lot. I will
1: see your Gary Pettis and raise you an Otis Nixon.
0: Whoa. Otis Nixon, before
2: he got on the Braves, Otis Nixon, when he was with the Indians.
0: Who's Tony Phillips? Okay, here's the highlight of my pack. Except for my one Astro wearing a tequila sunrise jersey. <laughs> right. Rangers legend and all-star the year before, Pete Incavelia. Oh, well, okay. Oh, we got a little inky here.
1: Well, you know I'm your friend, Van, and I'm I not... know
0: you know this, Fred, but yeah. Pete's father, Tom, was an infielder in Brooklyn Dodgers organization from 1948 through 1950 and 55. His Tony, his brother, Tony was third baseman for the Pirates and Padres. I, uh, a, I, that's a baseball family. I kind of cheated the game a little bit, boys. And I'm going to hand you, man, oh,
1: no. two Astros
0: cards oh. I got back to back. Oh my God. Those are two of my favorites. Yeah, Bill
1: Duran and Kevin Bass. Doran, Ooh. Billy
0: Doran. Oh, Billy.
1: Yeah, yeah. Billy Doran. Okay, yeah. Uh, 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 Play third, Doran.
0: <laughs> I uh, I've never been happy.
1: All right, so now these are these are in the mix for you, baby. Okay, I'm just trying to see if I got any Astros for Van.
2: Well,
0: to 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 oh yeah, to I be, got you a Jeff Calhoun. To be Calhoun. fair, to, to be, be fair, fa- I think it's only fair that I give you the St. Louis Cardinals for my Astros. Oh,
1: Mike Laga. Uh huh.
0: You get, you get le- Jeff oh. Calhoun. Oh my God, the this is so of many Jeff Astros. Kevin Bass was a dude. Yeah, he was. He had a he had a high peak, but he was an absolute dude there for a minute. He could play. Moss also- was not bad either.
1: I'm also willing to trade out of to you, Josh. My Tony Phillips, Oakland Athletics. Please, so just, You can just have that in good faith. What? I'll
2: Here's, give you the
0: checklist for it. These things are.
1: <laughs> Here you go. Here's the checklist. I think. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> well, hold on. What if what if your A's are on the checklist?
2: <laughs> so I got three A's in my pack. That's pretty I got pretty Dave sweet. Stewart, Bill Kruger, Tony Phillips. Oh, and I got Mickey Tettleton. I got I'm four just A's. Swimming
0: and Astros cards. Look at that universe. All right, I'm gonna need help with this one, guys.
1: Here You got Mike. Oh, Paliarula! Ah, Paliarula! Hey, Mikey P, get over here. Play some third base. Now, he's a little bit of a turncoat because (laughs) this New York uh, Yankee slugger who plays third base, his fun fact is he likes to attend Boston Celtics and Bruins games. Oh, Boston
0: boy. Wow.
1: Um, So,
2: uh, Bobby Meacham, the Isotopes uh, infield coach last year, he played shortstop next to Pags, that's what he called them, yeah. Pags. He told me so many great stories last year. It was so much fun talking to Bobby Meacham all the time.
1: Bobby Meacham is a storyteller. Yes. Yeah, we have very good storyteller. We lived in the same neighborhood for some time okay. outside St. Louis, Missouri, and he knows all the best stories about the people
0: that should have stories told about them, <laughs> and I was very appreciative Especially of Especially
2: George Steinbrenner and Billy Martin.
0: <laughs> I know we're up against it. Oh, but I, wanna, oh I wanna pull I wanna pull this one out yeah. and hand it directly to Josh oh, boy, and let him kick out some fun facts. Oh boy. Dodgers and Cubs legend, Ron Say. The penguin. The penguin once put out an album. You guys know this? That is so sweet. <laughs> he put
2: out an album. <laughs> yes, I swear to you. Legit- he put out an album once. Yes, Ron Say the Penguin, also a member of the Albuquerque Hall of Fame. Oh, I got yes. two Hall of Famers today: Dave Stewart and
0: Ron Say. Pretty sweet. I thought Greg, and that's just our first pack.
1: I thought Greg Gagne was a hockey player.
0: <laughs> was that Eric Gagne's dad? <laughs> Is that, that has to be right. I thought that he
2: was the champion of the AWA. Who? That was Vern Gagne.
0: Ah, thank you. I got a Vern. Gosh, rule. Even the
2: wrestling guy doesn't even get that joke. I, that's yeah, a bummer. That's not so a, a joke. Just it, random yeah. knowledge. Just uh, yeah.
0: Julio Cruz, brother of Jose Cruz.
2: Look at that. Julio Cruz. What do you think of those White Sox uniforms back in the day?
0: Oh, God, they're so sweet. Late 70s, early 80s jerseys were peak baseball jerseys. Yeah. A lot of powder blue. The old blue. Expos. A
2: lot of powder blue. Yeah,
0: the powder blue. So I wore my just powder blue baseball
2: it. bunch just for the occasion. Are you
0: guys about
1: the candid action shot, or are you about the staged, like, like dead-on player profile shot. It uh,
0: depends th- on how sexy they are. Because Bo- Bob Zebra right there is looking into our soul. He's gonna open a
1: law firm, and I'm not gonna walk in there unless I'm under deposition. That's um, that's unfortunate.
0: Bob, what's his last name again? Zebra. Bo- Bob Zebra. <laughs> does not like your knock-knock joke. Will, That's what his face says right now. I will right trade
2: now. you a Tom Waddell for whatever name you just said <gasps> a few minutes ago. Is that
0: the, the great-grandson of Rube Waddell?
2: Tom Waddell received a Bachelor of Science degree in education from Manhattan College. Not a college anymore. Here's the thing. like We make fun of these people, but here's the thing about Major League Baseball. If you were to take every single former Major Leaguer, yeah. if you put them inside Yankee Stadium, it would only be half full. That's wild. That is bonkers. There's less than twenty six thousand people who ever played Major League Baseball. Like
1: Tom Needenfer, who Inter. went to He and I went to the same college watching. He State gave up University. a lot of really big home runs in his life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a guy who also gave up a lot of home runs because he pitched forever. Don Sutton Don
2: Son- right oh, here, man, yeah.
0: when his, his stint with the Angels. Dodgers played, he Dodgers played for Astros, a- Brewers,
2: Brewers, Albuquerque. A's, Dodgers, Astros, Brewers,
0: A's, Angels. Did not Look, throw it hard. His, <laughs> his career is so long by 1987, there's no room to put a fun fact on the back. <laughs> it's just all stats.
2: You need a magnifying glass to see his stats.
1: I've never heard of Terry Harper. but well, I've heard um, of Terry Harper. I didn't know the Braves, right? Yes, and this is 87, and I didn't know the Braves logo was so um, unacceptable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah. aged well. <laughs> That's uh, one here you go. Great. The greatest bat
2: flip of all time. I'm going to give this to you, Fred. Tom Lawless. Oh, thank you. The His bat flip, I think it was 87. Yeah, 87 World Series. Like, set the standard for, like, 20 years for bat flips.
0: I kind of passed over this because I immediately thought of uh, Jose Cruz. But his brother Julio, Julio can dunk a basketball from standing. Oh. <laughs> that's an athlete right there. Just, just think, someone had a job at Tops back then to write sweet the back job. of these. And how sweet was that Dude, job? What a gig.
1: What a gig. If you tell me you can dunk a basketball from sitting, I'm impressed. Whenever you say standing, I'm like, that's. That's expected. Right? Most That's, of us are not as tall as you, Fred. Ah, good point.
0: San Diego Padres legend Andy Hawkins. He's a dude. A-Hawk. I'll tell you what. He's A-Hawk? a dude. Yeah. A- I, have a-
2: a, I have a great piece old of knowledge A-Hawk. about Andy Hawkins. That's, <laughs> of
0: course you do. <laughs> All right. Did so, you Did you know that he is the co-chairman of the San Diego March of Dimes walk?
2: I did not know that.
0: I do. But I did know that when Oral Hershizer
2: was trying to break the, the uh, consecutive scoreless inning streak, he goes into his start. It's his last start of the year. And he needs 10 to break the record. If he gets 9, he comes up short. So the only way that he can break the record, he has to go 9 and the other guy has to go 9 scoreless. Andy Hawkins went 9 scoreless along with Oral Hershiser to get Hershiser to the 10th innings that he could break the record. Oh, that's bonkers. Love it. How cr- I remember I, I asked people on the Dodgers, were you trying to score runs that game? <laughs> and they are like, yes, no, really, we were trying to score runs that game. <laughs> but like, that would have been a really hard thing to, like, not
1: get, score a run to get Hershide this record. My pack wraps out with Gino Petrolli. Petrolli. Yep, and a guy named Marty Barrett. So you, they, got,
0: you got, like, every Italian baseball yeah, player in your, in your one pack. A lot of mustaches here. You know, we're just talking about how cool the fun fact job is on the back of the card. Mm-hmm. They kind of dial it in on this one. For Scott Bales, oh yeah, pitcher for the Indians, got
2: his autograph as a kid.
0: Here's his fun fact. It's going to come as a surprise to you, Sushan, a professional baseball player. Scott participated in little league, pony league, and American Legion ball as a youngster. Oh, you don't say! No way!
2: Let me guess. He likes Whoa. to golf between <laughs> games. <laughs> uh, sure.
0: Oh God.
1: Good opening to this program, boys. That was fun. Josh thanks to Shana. Ryan Maxwell for giving us the cards. Yeah, this was fun. Thanks for sitting down with us, brother. You're welcome. We're going to be hanging out at the card show all day. Come see us. It's over at the Marriott Uptown in 2101 Louisiana Boulevard. We've got to recap, obviously, basketball from last night because that was weird. we got to talk about Thursday Night Football because it was as I expected. And lastly, we're going to laugh a lot leading into the weekend with our NFL picks. It's two men on live, well, from the card show. Come hang out with us, Marriott Uptown, 2101 Louisiana Boulevard. FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Oh, my God. Ryan Maxwell sitting down with the boys. All right. A lot of big news in the world of sports today. Ryan, how long have you been with the isotopes? Ten years. Did you immediately fall in love with, like, UNM, Lobo Athletics and stuff, too? Like, what was that curve for you? Still
0: still curving. Yeah, still,
1: still figuring it out. <laughs> uh, yes. uh, the, this I applaud your honesty. This basketball game from last night was wild. It was wild. We'll get to that at length.
3: Get to that at length. How's the card show going today? It's going well. It's going very well. The, the folks here at the Sheraton said that our Friday would be the slowest of the three days. Yeah. And we had over 100 people. I mean, it's been steady. It's been good. A lot okay. of people buying. A lot of good questions. A lot of cool people to meet.
1: I walked in to do
3: the show, Van, and
1: I was running a little bit later than you. You set everything up. Thank you. I walked in, and Ryan goes, hey, Fred, sorry, I sold that whole Kogan thing I told you I would hold for you. Sorry.
3: <laughs> I gave my do not sell price, and it was accepted. So. Oh, okay. Well, that's a, bu- that's a plus. Yeah, but it still made me very, very sad. No, it did not. It you got so the price. Not because of you, just because I... I wanted to keep it. <laughs> oh, you didn't want
0: it to sell, so yeah. it would be yours forever. Yes. Or until next year when you do this for the yes. second annual.
3: I'm like the, the little goblin from uh, Lord of the Rings. My precious. <laughs> my, <Yeah>. pre-
0: <laughs> my precious Hulk Hogan memorabilia.
3: But I once want it.
0: That's what he says. Are, are,
3: are all the vendors local today? Is that how it works? Yes. Everybody here uh, set up today's from Albuquerque. Um, it's been a good turnout. A lot of cool stuff here. It's exciting.
0: So I haven't opened a pack of cards in, I don't know, over a decade at least. And I'm being very liberal with my guess here. There's something magical about going card to card yeah, and seeing next who's next and feeling it in your hand and that anticipation of who's next, what's next. Is I- is my favorite player going to be there? Is, is that uh, heralded rookie going to be in there? Like, who's going to be in this pack?
3: Yeah, that's why I love opening cards. It's you always have a hope for the guy you're looking for, and you know, you open a pack with 42 cards. You got 42 chances. Well, I think I've talked about
1: this at least to you, Van, maybe on air, but to me, it's so very similar to roulette. It's so very similar to watching the ball bounce around sure. on the table, and it's not even—it's not even after it lands. That's not the emotion I'm talking about. I'm talking about the 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 snap of a finger, like amount of time before it settles. And that next that next pull. That sure. next, what it, that could be the one, and there's some I don't know how to re recreate that unless drugs do that. Then I'll try <laughs> drugs.
0: So we got we got a stack of packs here. Um, I mean, we did the '87 tops last segment. We got some '89 Fleer here. This is the uh, what Randy Johnson rookie card. Ken
3: what, Griffey Junior. Ken
0: Griffey Junior. Tom Glavin. but more importantly. This is one of the legendary baseball cards in the history of collecting is in this set. That is the Bill Ripken, old Billy Ripken. a oh, bottom of the barrel one? Bottom of the barrel. <laughs> it's got a bleep face on the bottom of his barrel. This is a super limited card, and you got a copy of it right here of a Jim 10 for sale. Is this one of the ones you don't want to let slip through your fingers too?
3: Yeah, it's, it's one of my favorite cards ever produced. Uh, I was 10 years old when that card came out, and 10-year-old me loved that card. Oh, duh. <laughs> and I uh, thought it was pretty cool. And uh, As an adult, to buy packs and boxes and rip them open and look for that card is that feeling he was just talking about. It's just, you know, every time you flip through the card, you're waiting for it to pop up.
1: Well, and they found that
3: relatively early, didn't they? So they went back and changed it. Mm-hmm. So they they started producing those cards in the fall, November of 1988. They discovered the air and error? Why no? They called it an error. <laughs> it's clearly not an error, but it's referred to as the error. But they they discovered the uh, inscription in January, and by January 17th they had um, started to try to fix it, and they they did different versions. The first there was a uh, a scribble. There's supposedly some whiteout versions, um, and then it, they eventually settled on a black box. So at the end of the knob of the bat has a a small black box over it so you cannot read the words that were written on the end of Bill Ripken's bats.
1: I know Bill Ripken is still making a ton of money off this man because I saw where he has a, I guess he's got a YouTube channel.
0: Okay. And people will. Is it the bleep face channel? Is that what it's called? Something like that.
1: <laughs> and then what he does is he pull like people will send him these, these uh, cases of cards or whatever, and they'll sit down and pull them all. And tell baseball stories and see if he can find himself. That is genius. Which, uh, you know, never happens or whatever. So.
0: Well, we have a rack pack and a single pack of 89 Fleer here. Maybe we'll pull it in real time here.
1: Yes, maybe. Let's do. How about this? Because I'm going to try the gum. So is there one with gum in it? Uh, I no, think. That one does not.
0: The football pack has gum in it.
1: Okay. Well, that's going to wait till the next hour. Cause okay. We don't want to respond.
0: Ryan, we. Also, we want to make it till 7 and not poison ourselves yes. with 40 year old <laughs> gum. I'll do it. <laughs> I'm going to do it, too. <laughs> you know I'm dumb.
1: Ryan, it's $5 at the door to get in, and then it's buy-sell trade. Is that the idea? Yep. <laughs> Good. Let's go on yep. that. Ryan Maxwell, thank you so very much for setting this bad boy up. Tomorrow,
3: Mike, Mike Montgomery's
1: out here tomorrow, right?
3: Yeah, he's going to come sign autographs from noon to 4. We got uh, World Series baseballs and other memorabilia for him to sign. Um, so if you guys want to meet the, uh, the guy who threw the final pitch in the 2016 World Series for the Cubs, that ground ball to Chris Bryant, uh, this is your chance.
1: Love it. Love everything about it. Ryan Maxwell, thank you so much. When we get back? Oh, back live from the Marriott in Uptown. 95.9 FM and AM. It's loose Friday. 8. Mexico card show going on right now. Going on all weekend. Come hang out with us. We're going to recap a little bit of basketball game from last night. Um, I didn't know it, but right before we came back on air, Josh Sushan put his headset on, and uh, he's currently – building the best lineup he possibly can. That's yes, correct. With the <laughs> baseball cards that we opened in segment one. Is that what you're doing, Josh?
2: Yeah, and do you really think that Roger Clemens is going to be on the mound instead of Dave Stewart on my team? Uh, well,
0: <laughs> well your team's clean. You're working clean here, buddy. Not to mention, hey, Stewart got a le- Hey, you've got a legendary manager to coach this all-star team that you're making. <laughs> yeah,
2: Roger Craig, the hum baby.
0: No, we're going Sparky Anderson. He's going to coach our squad. It's definitely going to be Bob Rogers of the Expos. Roger, hey, Craig,
2: don't you? I thought he played for the Forty ers Put
0: some respect on that man's name.
2: I need a first baseman. Go ahead and
1: talk amongst yourself. <laughs> Lobos were no match for the nationally ranked Gales last night, seventy-two to fifty-eight. It was not the start. I think it was thirteen to two at one point, and then it was big at the half. And I mean, weren't we just getting? Weren't we just getting Final Four hype like five minutes ago from Sports Illustrated? Like, what's the deal
0: here? There's two big problems with that basketball competition yesterday. Okay. One, one of our best players didn't play. That's no, true. No Jalen House. We're not at full strength. Don't, you know, take this game with the grain of salt. This is not indicative of the product the Lobos are going to have on the court all year. No Jalen House. And... uh The electric, always entertaining, fun to watch. Jamal Mashburn Jr. Didn't have his best day. No, did not. Three for 16 from the field. Played played 33
1: minutes, but your leading scorer was Donovan Dent.
0: Yeah, not his best performance. I don't think there's going to be a lot of stinkers like this for Jamal Mashburn Jr., but I'm glad he got this one out of the way.
1: I mean, it was not the business. It was not the business at all. And... You know, we were talking about yesterday because there was this, this article that came out that was Sports Illustrated thinks that Richard Petino is in Mexico, you know, approaching the Final Four, and there's hype around it. And, and I love that talk. You know, I love that thing. Yeah. But, I, I mean, that's kind of quick,
0: right? <laughs> yeah, don't curse. Don't curse us, please. Like, let us play some basketball first before you give us all this Final Four hype. First off, I love it. I'll take all the hype you got. This is a very good team, and it's going to keep getting better all year. We are a
1: championship contender in the Mountain West. We had six wins like three years ago. Mm -hmm. Is that right? That's close if it's not exactly right. COVID messes everything up. But you get the point I'm trying to get to. Don't got to win them all in the non-con. Don't have to by any means. Come the conference schedule, you better Go not to win them all in the non-conference. But here's
2: the thing about the non-conference. Yep. If you do win a game like yesterday, then you don't have to win as many in conference. Ooh, okay. <laughs> be because sure. it's all about building up your metrics so that you can get an at-large berth so it doesn't just come down to three days in March in Las Vegas.
1: Well, and it's, you know, it's about beating ranked opponents. You know, and that's a ranked opponent yesterday. like low, t- But ranked, yeah. you know, it's absolutely ranked. But that's
2: also one of those games where, where it's not going to hurt you that you lost to them, but it could have really, really helped you. If you win it, I mean St. Mary's is going to be really good this year. St. Right? Mary's. They might they might actually dethrone Gonzaga this year. Well, right, like that. I mean they're really good, and that's a tough place to play. Uh, that said, you you want to just about guarantee yourself an at-large bid. Those are the games you got to win.
0: Oh, they're ranked in the top twenty-five. They are good. They're good every year. They were at home. We weren't playing at full strength. And another key to this game is they just didn't give Sebastian Forsling enough minutes. Let's be honest here. that's
1: not what the thing is. Sebastian
0: Forsling only got seven minutes, and I think that's directly contributing to that ass-whipping the Lobos were dealt yesterday. I think
1: that's correct. You don't think it was the 25 from the
0: Mahaney kid? You don't think that was it? Nah. More Forsling. (laughs) Sebastian, the Swedish streetball Forsling, is not getting enough reps. Does –
1: does your lobo basketball team look exposed if you are looking at physicality?
0: I'm gonna say no, okay. because this is young. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a, the pure optimist here and say they got this one out of the way. It was a stinker. No. Mash mash barely, you know, made a single basket, no Jalen House. I mean the only bright spot, Fred, was your favorite player, Nellie Joseph. Yeah, and he hit St. Mary's with a little bit of ah, t-ah. played very well. That's good. So one bright spot at least. Super good reference. I mean, the St. Mary's crowd was asking, "Is it getting hot in here, or is it just Nellie Joseph?" They
1: weren't. I mean, you could use these jokes at <laughs> any time, and
0: this is we're going to be saying them all year. You know that.
1: It. Hey, St. Mary's, how you doing? It's your son now. <laughs>
0: Because you're my daddy, St.
1: Mary's. <laughs> Ugh. I didn't see a couple, that's all I'm trying to say. I didn't see the big deficit in the beginning. I, If you had been like, hey, Fred, in in game two of what you believe to be a really competitive and, and surging Lobos basketball team, would you believe in game two that you're going to come out chasing 11 early, never recover from it, and lose by a fortnight? Eh, I wouldn't have
2: believed it. I think that's what makes college basketball so – Interesting, but uncertain, early in the season, because so many teams are so different like you 're always talking about eighteen to twenty two year old kids and like how they 're going to respond early in the season, but also then you look at just you 're rebuilding rosters constantly mm-hmm. and so you just like even from a even from a scouting standpoint like it 's hard to scout other teams early in the season because you don 't know their personnel you don 't know what they're doing you don 't know what they're running that said that 's the case for everybody right it 's not like you know there 's a few that are a lot of guys back from the previous year but everyone's in the
0: same boat. It's uh I mean the assists were close, the rebounds were close, the fouls were close, the turnovers were close. It just came in uh, came down to the Lobos not shooting.
1: Well, it was the it's yes, first, first half not shooting cuz they won in the second half, they won all the little metrics you look for, made it uh, quote-unquote respectable there at the end. But you got to get out of the i mean you got to get out of the the starting line like there's not another way to describe that and and what you can't do is is you know get punched in the mouth and then say okay now I'm ready to box like you go out it's like punch first like if this game starts on a 13-2 run the other way which we saw the we saw the play in the second half we know they have the talent to do it then you're not having a conversation about going uphill and reacting to it i get it game 2 maybe um maybe i'm being a little too pessimistic for whatever reason but I, I very much would have thought and I very much told others that I believed that the New Mexico Lobos were going to, going to run the non-conference up until December real easily. And St. Mary's has really put a hiccup in that to start.
0: Yeah, I mean, this isn't indicative. Like, if you tell me the St. Mary's put a whipping on the Lobos and they had Jalen House and Jamal Mashburn wasn't trying to build an addition to his dorm room with all those bricks, if those oh, two things are present then, and they hand him the same weapon, then, then I'm worried. But this I'm not worried about whatsoever.
2: Okay, so here's the thing, though. When it comes to non-conference and quality non-conference wins yep. to get you an at-large, this is what they've got. Texas Arlington, Toledo, At Rice, Pepperdine, Louisiana Tech, New Mexico State, it's UC Santa Barbara, Santa no. Clara, Santa Clara, New Mexico State again, UC Irvine, Eastern New Mexico. Where's the Tier 1 non-conference win? We just come played from? it.
0: Or, or we just win all those other ones.
2: So here's the thing. You really can't afford to lose any others. No. Because you don't have – you're not going to have a non-conference Tier 1 unless one of these teams
1: I just mentioned suddenly becomes much better than they have been historically. Well, and – I think the commission is aware. I think the NCAA is aware. I think FAN is aware that other traditional D1, Tier 1 teams that you're talking about, they don't want to play the Lobos in non-conference anymore. Sure. The Lobos are they're too dang scary. Yeah. The Lobos can beat you.
0: Yeah.
2: They definitely don't want to come to Albuquerque. If you are going to play them, you have to play them on neutral sides. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, tough loss for the boys early, but you've got to have a short memory in this game because they turn around and play next Thursday night. That is at home. UT Arlington comes to town. I'm going to skip that one.
0: Lobos are going to put it on UT Arlington like St. Mary's put it on the Lobos. And everything will be right in the world. Jalen House will be healthy. Jamal Mashburn is going to stink it up like he did every time. And then Richard Patino will obviously listen to the program and give Sebastian Forsling more minutes. <laughs> All is right in the world. Sounds incredibly
1: accurate. (laughs) Thursday night football recap whenever we get back. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sportsman. Remember last night when I was telling you about the NFL? Yes. And you said, Fred, do not bring up your crazy NFL talk again on this program? And I told you
0: last night. That wasn't me. That was our parent company. All right, so we just busted open some 89 Fleer baseball wax pack. They didn't do a great job cutting this one. These are all a little off center. Flair did stickers instead of gum,
2: so your teeth are saved for now, Mr. Van.
0: I, um, oh. What about five o'clock hour! We're going to open up this eighty-eight tops football, and me and Fred are going to eat the gum.
1: I got the most racist sticker you could get. That of is all time. insanely
0: racist. That is going on the back of your truck tomorrow.
1: This is a <laughs> bend and peel Atlanta Braves, and this is—I mean, I, I don't know how else to, to talk about this depiction.
0: Uh-huh.
1: This is a screaming Native American man.
0: Um, this was their logo. Did I this, miss
1: something historically?
0: Yeah. Even in the eighties they thought that was too racist mm-hmm. and they changed it up a little bit. Ugh. That thing sucks. All right, my, my pack was a pretty big whiff. What year is this? This it, is nineteen eighty nine. This
2: eighty nine flare.
0: This uh, yeah, this has Ken Griffey Jr. rookie, what? Randy Johnson rookie, what? Tom Glavin rookie. But this is the set that has the Billy Ripken bleep face card. Yes. And I didn't get any of the good ones. Okay. I got Raphael Palmero in his insanely sexy mustache. Do that's you think that that's that you the got, best I could do. For the if Cardinals, you would have gotten
2: the Billy Ripken, do you think that Ryan would have demanded to get it back from you?
0: <laughs> I, um, I'll make a deal. <laughs> All right, I got, I'll i wheel and deal guys, with him.
1: I'm going to be honest. I got fire over here.
0: I didn't get a single. What'd
1: Astro. You get? Got Barry Larkin.
0: Oh, oh he's really? good. Yeah, is that his rookie? No, that's his second year. 87 is Barry Larkin, I believe.
2: Julio Franco. Oh, dude, you're crushing it. Let's go. If you bought a baseball card pack within a 20-year span, there's a pretty good chance you had a Julio <laughs> Franco card.
1: <laughs> uh, you know this cat, Luis Aquino? I don't know who that is. I
0: got uh, Kim his, I got his cousin, John Franco.
1: Uh, for you Seinfeld fans, I got Keith Hernandez. Oh, that's good. Uh, you still need a first baseman?
0: Or He's get, a glove.
2: Well, it we can only be... You, oh, you can't mix and match the years in the in the in the companies. They have to be separate teams, Fred. Yeah, Everybody you, knows oh, that. So if sweet. you missed
0: the first segment, Josh Sushan made a all star team out of the eighty seven tops pack we pulled, and it's pretty strong.
1: Uh Tom Glavin rook. <gasps>
0: you got a Tom Glavin rookie. Look at that. Dude, you got the hot pack. Is eighty nine
1: really his rookie or was it eighty eight?
0: Eighty seven yeah. was his rook. Oh, Okay. Well no rookie card and rookie year are different. I right,
1: know I got a I got a good I got a gift for you, Josh. What do you got? It is a Triple A's, Jose Canseco, Terry Steinbeck, and Mark McGuire.
2: Dude. Whoa.
0: Your pack is crushing it. That is my nickname for today. If you're not watching on Facebook Live or YouTube Live, I am Jose Van Seco today (laughs) in honor of these retro packs that we're opening up. The cool part about this photo of these guys is that it
2: was taken at the Coliseum, too. Which you would—it's it's natural, but you never know. Get him on the road. On the, I got—I
0: got another Andy Hawkins. This guy just loves me, apparently.
1: Uh, on the live stream, Facebook.com/slash/talkabq. I'm Fred McGriff. I feel like no one mentioned. Good crime job. dog. Yeah. Good I just, job. I just thought that was kind of a the fun crime one. host. I thought that was kind of a <laughs> fun one. Thursday night of football. Last night was Booty Boys. Well, we knew that was coming. It was Bears versus Panthers. <sighs> You're not breaking any news here. The NFL does not care about the quality of the game they put out.
0: Well, now that they got this one out of the way, it's only uphill. Yes, that is correct.
1: (laughs) I'm worried about Al Michaels. I said that yesterday, too. I
0: felt that. I'm
2: really worried about him. It was bad, right? uh, I mean, for 30 years, he did the best game of the week on either Monday Night Football or Sunday Night Football. He's done Super Bowls and World Series, and he did the miracle on ice, and we are subjecting the legendary Al Michaels to this product? I'm really worried about Al.
0: Hey, good news, Fred. And oh, in, in my second '89 pack, <laughs> you got the nicer comical Indian. So now you got the Indian and the brave. This is terrible. So we're putting these on insanely the... insensitive cultural appropriation. We got both of them in one fail swoop.
2: I, I got the nice happy Dodger logo. I, I saved it. Oh,
1: there you go. Oh, that's perfect for you.
2: Well, Why? All three of these. He used th- to work for the Dodgers. <laughs> That's true. Of
1: course. <laughs> All three <laughs> of these stickers are going on the carrying case for our equipment.
0: Excellent. Yes. Okay. We're that. getting doxxed for that for sure. Yep, sure,
1: sure are.
0: St. Louis Cardinal Tim Jones there for you, Fred. No one cares about him. That's hurtful.
2: Who cares? Do people care more about Tim Jones or the Thursday night football game last night? I care about Tom Jones. There's a Kurt Ford, not to be confused with Kurt Flood. But Kurt Ford.
0: Oh, good news, guys. I completely redeemed myself in this one right here. There you go, Kurt Ford there for you. Cardinals legend, Fred. My mom's favorite player and probably the best looking dude from the 80s. Ryan Sandberg right here. Let's Ryan. Say the name correct. Ryan. Oh, did I say Ryan? Yeah. Oh, my bad, guys. Ryan Sandberg. Make me an offer. How many you got any Berkman? Lance Berkman's laying around? I'll give you a Palmero and a Sandberg for a Berkman. Danny
1: Cox also in the mix.
0: <laughs> hey. 80s legends. Hey, this is the cocaine pack right here. <laughs> I got oil can Boyd and Lenny Dykstra. It's not healthy. These guys are like the Rick James of baseball. <laughs> oil can and Lenny Dykstra in the same pack? Where's Daryl Strawberry? Hanging out with Steve Howell. <laughs> The leading receiver last night for
1: Carolina, 45 yards on one reception. The leading rusher last night for Carolina, 23 yards on nine carries. The leading pass thrower for Carolina, 185 yards on 21 completions. It was the worst offensive display in the history of football, as I understand what football is. Carolina scored their only touchdown on a punt return. It is the saddest display
0: Ever? It was rough. It was hard to watch. And what made it even worse is I lost a bet to friend of the show, Lenny. So not only did I have to endure that horrible football game, I lost a lunch on it. Take the under. Take the under. They're on their way to the over in the first half. Oh, no, they were not. With a stunning 10-9 first <laughs> half. <laughs> the game was
1: so bad. We are at Sadie's last night. We didn't even notice when it wasn't on TV for the first quarter.
0: A lot of the TVs got switched to Thursday night college football because Thursday night NFL football was so garbage. Josh
1: was watching Ken Burns baseball. <laughs> That's not wrong. We're like, you've seen that, Josh. And Josh was like, yeah, I watch it every winter. He's not wrong. How many it's times? really he, well done. <laughs> how many times have you seen Ken Burns' baseball? Uh, probably three
2: or four. I haven't seen it from start to finish in a while, but I've watched various chapters and various things again. You know, Ted Turner helped fund it. You know that? Did he really? Yeah. Uh, I went to the public library today and got a biography about Ted Turner, which I cannot wait to start reading.
1: What is this? Syntax? I swear to God I, swear <laughs> God. I was driving
2: by. I was like, oh, yeah, I, an, I, an, I, need, a re- I need a new book. So I went to the public library and I saw one on Ted Turner. So, yeah, I'm going to have all kinds of
1: <laughs> useless knowledge about Ted Turner coming up in the near future. Cannot wait to start reading it. What is your selection process when you walk into a library? Like, I know how your brain works. Like, how do you number one? How do you self-soothe and calm, and then how do you make a decision? Usually, I go in with a
2: plan of what book I want to buy, and I see or not buy, but uh, but rent because <laughs> it's <still laughs> borrow. I not borrow. borrow. Thank you. It's usually not there. So then I go to the biography section and I tilt my head. About 90 degrees, and then I have a kink in my neck for the next week because you have to turn your head that way in order to look at the books. I and can, then I just look for a person who I've heard a lot about but I don't know enough about, and that was Ted Turner today.
0: I can literally see you walking through the zoo, the zoo, the library doing that. I don't like it. I don't like the idea. You can't just you can't just <laughs> read top to bottom standing up. You've got to tilt your head like because that. Because that's when
2: where walk... the books are. It's well, like, I, I
0: understand it's the hard, technique. It's hard to read a book that's
2: that way when you're – this way
0: for you maybe
1: <laughs> let's do this lenny can come on the show but it has to be for 30 seconds because we're going to break Friend of the show lenny welcome what's up lenny how you
3: doing so so, so let's just make it real quick game okay. of the year last night if there was no nfl game ever played again <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay uh-huh.
3: congratulations to the carolina Panthers scouting department for picking bryce young over CJ Sprout.
1: He's very bad.
3: Uh, I won the bet on the under. So hopefully, we're not going to Taco Bell because I don't have enough gas X. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I, okay. I'm not taking. You did. You did. Open up cards.
3: I got some of the worst cards ever from the Common Errors, if you want cases of 90s.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: the worst ever. Actually, eating the bubblegum out of the card would be more enjoyable than opening the craft to win those cards. Just wait. It's
1: coming up. Lenny, you're the best, brother. Swing by the Marriott Uptown. Come hang out with your boys. All right. You have a good one. Later. He's so funny. I want to piggyback this lunch. I want you to buy me lunch, too. It's Two Men On, 95.9 FM, and Josh 2, the sports animal. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow.
0: Well, that's pretty perfect, Jerry, back at the studio. You got my favorite rejoin music and my favorite guest, Josh Sushan right here. We're having a lot of fun at the Marriott Uptown on Louisiana, just a shade north of the interstate at the New Mexico Card Show. This is dope. I'm having a blast. During the commercial break, by the way, you're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, The Sports Animal. So last segment, we opened up a rack pack of 1989 Fleer, and kind of had a play-by-play of what we found. Then during the break, Sushan, you made an all-star team out of our 89 fleer pack. And it would absolutely demolish our 87 Tops all-star team. Yeah, this is factual. The only
2: chance for the 87 Tops <laughs> is if Dave Stewart pitches yet another no-hitter. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> not, they, not against that team. The 89 flare, I mean, there's <laughs> one, two, three, four... There's four Hall- five Hall of Famers, and there would be a sixth if it wasn't for um, some
0: illegal activity. So Not yeah. Raphael Palmero. <laughs> <laughs> period. Period. Because <laughs> his mustache is a period.
2: So yeah, six Hall of Famers we got in the '89 Flare. <laughs> six Hall of Famers. We got Jim Rice, Gary Carter, Tom Glavin, Barry Larkin, Ryan Sandberg. Oh, I guess just five. Just five.
0: Then no, we still got a, a really good uh, bench here. We got... Both Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire didn't even make your all-star team. Nope. Because you're staying clean. Well, you know. That's why you didn't go with, uh... oh, wait, no, you did go with Lenny Dreikstra. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that clean.
2: <laughs> There's Keith Hernandez <laughs> on there, too.
0: <laughs> so very shortly, get excited, friend of the show. We are going to open up a pack of 1988 Topps football. Football? Yeah, football this time. And then we're going to eat the gum out of the middle. Who is the We? Me and Fred. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't make you do this for a gag. I'll Suchon. film it. <laughs> okay. I'll film it. I know you um take way better care of yourself than both me and Fred put together, but we're going to try this out. We're going to eat this gum here shortly. Did you did you do cards when you were a kid? Suchon? Oh, yes. Yeah? Oh,
2: yes. Yes, a lot. Yeah. I went to anywhere between 30 and 50 A's games and about 10 to 20 Giants games a year, and I would get there 5 hours early and just get all the cards, all the autographs. Batting practice, home run balls. Yeah, I went to all the card shows. Uh, in fact, I sold my entire collection to Ryan Maxwell. Oh no way! Yeah. During the pandemic, I got rid of oh, them all of cool. I just got tired. It was just sitting in boxes and sitting in a big old trunk. And Ryan made me an offer I couldn't refuse. I have no idea who got the better end of it. I hope that he has tripled his money. <laughs> i <laughs> what, feel really bad if he hasn't.
0: Was there any, like, card or piece of memorabilia that, like, was really close to your heart that was, like, hard to peel off?
2: So Ryan actually forced me to keep a
0: few things. Oh, good, good, good. Because
2: he's just a good dude, and he's like, you've got to keep some of, like, the Oakland A stuff. You've got to keep, like, this or that. So he forced me to keep a couple of things. But there's a, like, there's a Willie Mays autographed baseball over there that, that was part of my collection.
0: You gave up a Willie Mays autograph. baseball? I did not give up. I sold. Okay. I, I mean,
2: sold along with a lot of other things.
0: Whether it was market value or not, you parted ways with the legend. Yeah. Well, One of the I, greatest I hung to out ever I with Willie.
2: It. I don't need the signature anymore. I got the money.
0: <laughs> okay. Sweet name drop. Yeah. Fred Slow joining us on the program, talking about baseball cards. I got uh, distracted
1: by some pro wrestling stuff.
0: Uh, yeah, of course you did. Did you buy anything?
1: I just I left my wallet over
0: here on purpose. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> So Freddy Fame, you ready to do this? We're gonna open this up.
1: Are we about to chew thirty-year-old gum? <laughs>
2: yes, we are.
0: I am ready. <laughs> Camera's ready. So that is thirty, what a thirty thirty-five-year-old gum we're about to do right here. What year is it? Nineteen eighty-eight.
1: I'm more ready than the Lobos were to start playing basketball last night.
0: All right. Little play-by-play here. As not only is this 35 years old, I dropped my piece on the floor already, so that's great. Like, like, many, it's, like it's gonna. And make here a you go.
1: Okay. Oh my God. All right.
0: So we split a 35-year-old piece of gum that we pulled out of 1988 Tops football pack, and it is it is crunchy. You want to smell it? And I'm going. It um smells like nothing. It smells like. Completely indistinct. I can hear Fred crunching. Fred's already got it in the mouth. So I'm gonna go for it. It's I'm gonna just, try to. I'm gonna try to be smart about this. It's Just chalk. And I'm gonna. I'm gonna add some saliva to my gum, and then bite into it. Oh my god, it's so crunchy! It's like a Pepto. Okay. Like this a is Pepto Bismol. This is not gum anymore. <laughs> this is a, this is something completely different. It, I can taste the sugar. Do I, do I need to do the rest of the show solo? <laughs> there's still some sugar
1: in here. I swallowed <laughs> that's <What>? not gum. <laughs> you swallowed it? Uh-huh. Well, that's one I'm a, method. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. All right, a, don't don't woo. eat gum out of baseball cards. Mm.
0: <laughs> mm. Is Van gonna swallow? I don't okay that's very chalky um, <laughs> there wasn't a way to chew it I'm gonna be brutally honest here not as bad as I expected it was not that it wasn't that bad it um the chalk had some notes of gum flavor like original bubble gum flavoring but it was just like chalky sugar that I took down and I'm sure my tum tum's gonna be hurt <laughs> here in 30 minutes or an hour so oh buddy Fred all right. All for the love of the game.
1: Oh, I did not like that. I did not like that very much at all.
0: Okay. Thank you, Jerry. It's a good jam. Now I can say that I did that. I'm part of a very small and elite club of people who have had absolutely rock-hard, chalky, 35-year-old gum. So, um... Who wants to come down to the New Mexico (laughs) Card Show and join me in this elite club of, well, only I can say idiots. Just in case there is a
1: doctor on hand.
0: Oh, thank goodness. Okay, that's good news. These
1: weren't even baseball cards, these were football cards?
0: All right, so we're coming in hot here. So I have right right on top. I got to divide it into thirds. There you go. I got right on top top super rookie. Okay. the, The legend. The beautiful blonde flat top, the headband, the steroids. I got a Brian Bosworth rookie card right on top here, baby.
1: It would be amazing if Bo Jackson ends up in this pack also. How happy the current Green Day Packers would be to have at their quarterback position one Randy Wright.
0: Let's go. Randy Wright. Oh, my goodness. No Don Majowski? This is 89, you said? Uh 88? This is 88. Okay. This is a... The prize of this pack would be a Bo Jackson rookie card, which is not in my hands. I got a Neil Lomax, though. Remember him? Oh, he could play. He's a,
2: yeah. I was oh, Tom Rathman. Noted, Tom Rathman, could Go to fullback of the 49ers Super Bowl winning teams. Dead of Butts. Oh, nice. Was I allowed to say I want that, that one. one. I want that one. I
0: want that one.
1: Did you know in <laughs> 1987. The lead linger, the lead leader in quarterback sacks with 21 was one Reggie White.
0: It was <gasps> right here ooh, so good job, Reggie I got White.
2: Dexter Manley might have been very close though. I got a Dexter Manley. Yeah, he could he go. He was good. He
0: could play.
1: Yeah, played for the Washington Guardians.
0: I don't remember this guy as I was probably too young to remember these gentlemen. But how is Cowboys kicker Roger Zou- Ruzek viewed? In Cowboys lore. 505-246-0610. <laughs> Call in and give us your hot takes on Roger Ruzek.
1: All right. Um, Cowboys fans, brace yourself. Okay. I'm not trying to cause any accidents on the road, but mm-hmm. I'm holding from 1990, 1988.
0: Hurt and pulled and grabbed my neck in
1: 1988. All pro, tight in <gasps> for the New York Giants. What? Mark B- Bavaro. Okay.
0: Ooh. Hey, you... Fred is crushing it on his packs. He is. I'm getting a bunch of coked-up, steroided-up losers, and Fred is pulling Hall of Famers out of his packs.
2: I got a Mark Bavaro in action photo. He's about to
1: stiff-arm someone. Bavaro drives ahead for the Giants. There's no way that he was stiff-arming Fred Young, also an All-Pro in 88. Is everyone
0: in your pack an All-Pro? Fred with two Ds. Fred with two Ds. Double Ds. My mouth feels weird from the gum. My tum-tum already feels weird.
1: <laughs> I wonder why. I mean, it kind of falls off. There I got a Mark Jackson.
0: Jerry back at the I, studio. wish Mark Jackson. If we fall ill, Jerry, can you take over <laughs> yeah, the program? I, I may have to. <laughs> why did we eat that old gum? For a funny bit, and it worked. <laughs> did you hear the chewing noise? It was very crunchy. The crunching noise? It was oh, very yeah. crunchy. Oh, yeah. My mouth thought it was Pop Rocks for a second, but they didn't pop. (laughs) They just cracked.
1: (laughs) It was so chalky. It was like what you ever had, like, acid reflux? Mm -hmm. It's like what you do to stop that.
2: (sighs) And and we're only talking five minutes since you guys just did this. Yeah. Just wait a few hours.
0: Not quite the halfway mark of the show. Luckily, it was only a half of a piece of gum. Do
2: you wish that you had done this bit at 645 instead of at 5 o'clock? (laughs)
0: <laughs> We're about to find out here shortly. I think in about 30 minutes will be the, the witching hour for my tum-tum. And how close is the uh, powder room? Uh, it's Luckily, it's right across the hall. This okay. is the Marriott. Okay. Very yes. luckily. Should we pull up a trash can?
1: <laughs> <laughs> 505-246-0610. What is the weirdest food you ever ate? Mine, I think, is 35-year-old bubble gum.
2: Pretty
0: sure mine's 35-year-old bubble gum.
2: I can tell you the weirdest food that I'm not going to eat leftover Thanksgiving
0: burrito. Ah, it's a callback to yesterday's program.
1: Yesterday's program caught me a lot of heat, boys. As it should have. We'll go into that at length when we get back from the break. It's two minutes on. 95.9 FM. I can't even speak. My mouth feels so (laughs) weird. (laughs) The Sports Animal. Aaron Rodgers is not coming back to play this season. Really? I don't know.
0: That's not (laughs) what he said. He said a few fortnights. And then Kyler Murray said, I mean, the game Fortnite, like theoretically, can go forever because, I mean, it's you have to die. I mean, there's a timer that collapses the field. But, I mean, how long is a Fortnite, really? Kyler, he wasn't talking about video games. Jack
1: Wilson was like, stop it. Everyone stop. (laughs) You see this about Jim Harbaugh? He's been
2: suspended. This is the Big Ten has suspended him for the remainder of the regular season. Is this breaking? Because I did not see this.
0: The it, it broke right before we started the program, but I was so excited about baseball cards I didn't mention it. You know.
1: The NFL will be a windfall for him. He's allowed to coach the rest of the week. He just cannot be on the sidelines on game day. Oh, so he can coach six days, but then he can't be on the sidelines? That is correct.
0: That's stupid. He can't coach the day that he's, they really need him.
1: You see, Ichiro gave 60,000 baseball glo- gloves to middle schools in Japan.
0: That is a- amazing.
1: 60,000? Yeah. Now, as it turns out, there's 20,000 middle schools, so it only works out to be like three gloves to school, but it's still kind of nice. It's
0: three more than zero.
1: <laughs> and you know how that culture is over there. If you're like, hey, I'm going to borrow this, you know it's coming back the next day.
0: Oh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. They're wonderful people.
1: They'll e- share. Ichiro will not sign with a Major League Baseball team I've talked to you guys about this. He's going to sign with a Japanese baseball team.
0: talking about Shohei Otani?
1: Yeah, sorry, what did I say, Ichiro?
0: Yeah, a bunch of did times. Did I say Ichiro the first time? You did.
1: All right, I just showed a little racism, and I'm sorry.
0: Okay. So Shohei Otani. This is a sho- S- Shohei Otani did that.
1: Yeah, he bought 60000 baseball. Okay, votes. he
0: is not Ichiro Suzuki. I. W- again, Those are two wildly different people. I'm
1: recognizing what I did, and I am sorry.
0: New host of KKOB, Fred Slow. Fred. <laughs> <laughs> There's a fallback plan. Uh-huh. Uh, after that statement, they'll just embrace you with open arms, brother.
2: Well, whoever. I'm embarrassed. Who.
1: <laughs> I recognize they're two different. They're M- different people.
0: Mookie Betts, Mookie Blaylock, and Mookie Wilson are three different people, Fred. <laughs> hey, I swear to God, dude. <laughs> Those are
1: three
2: different human beings, They're Fred. all awesome, too. <laughs> Have you ever met a Mookie in your life who is not awesome? Oh, one. Who's that? It's not for radio.
0: Call him uh, out. <laughs> if he's a garbage person, let him know. Actually, his name was Pookie. And oh. Hey, I know a Pookie. Yeah, does he suck? No comment. Yep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Shohei Otani, who's absolutely not Ichiro Suzuki, donated 60,000 baseball gloves to middle schools in Japan, but there's like 20,000 of them, so it's only three of school. That's the story. Gloves you know, or batting gloves? Uh, Like, 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 Baseball gloves. Like to- gloves you oh, oh, catch like like the play, ball Yes. Yeah, oh, like, that like, changes it even more. Like youth gloves. Yeah. Yeah. Changes it even more. 60000
2: That's a lot. Yeah. He's awesome, dude. And I'm sure. He can afford it, but yes, he's yeah, awesome. Yeah, he
0: can afford it. And, and he's
2: going to be able to afford yeah. 600000 soon.
0: And uh, here in a couple months, he'll be able to afford literally anything on the planet.
2: Who do you guys think he's going to end up with?
0: KT Wiz. Because ah, I don't have the foggiest s- idea. Not even Japan, Fred. That's Korea. (laughs) Am I doing it again? (laughs) Yes, you did it again. You're not stopping at all whatsoever. Dang it. He's a Dodger. He's a Dodger or a Yankee.
2: Mm, I don't don't know for sure. I don't know if he really cares about being in the biggest markets. I could see him going to the Rangers just as much as I could see him going to the
0: Mariners. He wants a
2: small market? He wants. Oh, so you think Shohei
0: Otani. (laughs) Is going to pull a Kevin Durant and just go to the best team and make them better. <laughs> Shohei, Shohei Otani, breaking news, signs with the Golden State Warriors.
1: <laughs> he has to sign with a team in Japan, guys.
0: He is not signing with a team in Japan. He wants to win, he wants to be the winning pitcher of a World Series team and hoist a trophy. These gloves are super nice, they're new balance. New Balance makes gloves? Yeah. Well, I learned something new today. Well, and apparently they're the new glove that show Hey Rocks. Now, hold on. How can you even read that?
1: It's also in English. Oh. Yeah, you're the racist one. Oh, I see uh,
0: the Japanese characters. I'm
1: hoping the kids can spend their days happily with a lot of energy through baseball. Oh, I just like this so much.
0: He is so sweet. So he, he should not go to New York or or L.A. They will beat him down. So it's three gloves
1: per box. And he's sending one to 20,000 different schools. So Wait, so that part was true about the 20,000? Oh, yeah. are you just making that up? No. It's true that there's 20,000. There's 20,000. There's approximately 20,000 elementary schools in Japan. So each of them are getting three.
0: Yes. Yeah. Okay. If it's 20,000 and 17, those 17 schools are going to be so <laughs> embarrassed.
1: I'm just saying it's just kind of a cool story. Yeah, it's a cool story.
0: He's a cool guy. Yeah, yeah, he's not going back to Japan to play. It would be hilarious if he did go to the Rangers. I I would call him Shohei Durant all next (laughs) season.
1: (laughs) Well, then just for the content, I want this to happen. Okay, public schools alone. No, I'm going to combine public and I'm just going to go public because I'm assuming Shohei's not donating to private schools. I'm assuming that. In America, in the United States of America, there is 98,000 elementary schools. That's crazy to me. I never would have guessed. I know a lot of people that went to the same school
0: I did. Oh. <laughs> How they doing? Pretty sweet. Okay, good.
1: That's so crazy. 98,000? And if you count the approximate 30,000 private schools, that's a lot of schools. That's that would a lot give, of
2: people who live in this country. That yeah. would
1: give every school half a glove. <laughs> Your move, Mike Trout. Oh, yeah. Well, and you know how the Japanese culture is. Like, all right. So you have three gloves, right? You have three. So that's that's one glove. That's one. That's two. And then and then the principal gets up in front of the class with the third glove and a samurai sword, and he says, "I'm going to cut this glove into equal pieces to determine who gets it." And then one student says. No, don't cut the glove. The other school can have it. And then and then he awards it to them for their for their good uh core values. That's a that's a that's a thing that's going to happen over there. I was wondering where you were going with that
2: samurai
0: sword came into the story. I'm <laughs> still wondering where he's going with this. that cut it? a
1: baseball glove? Is that it? That's that's an old Japanese tale. What I did was I uh say uh it's a, what's what's Aesop's fable of Japan. First off, no,
0: it's not. <laughs> you can't just have some kind of communist samurai sword propaganda. Just because and just they did put it Friday on the fine people <laughs> of Japan doesn't mean that it's a real thing. Wait, did they really?
1: Karate Kid got super bullied when he went to Japan. Yeah, and yeah, I did. don't think it was very cool at all. Because he was not showing up trying to steal their girlfriends and win their fighting tournaments. Oh, wait. <laughs> he was, <laughs> that was. That was his sole
0: motivator. <laughs> Was it also Ralph Macchio, or it was another yes. guy?
2: It was like a 31-year-old Ralph Macchio as the They went to Japan. Kid. Yes. Yeah. No, it he got go- really bad at the end. He That's went- why I don't watch sequels.
1: You've seen all the John Wicks.
0: <laughs> it's not a sequel. Those are all standalone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm saying it's a super cool story. And whenever he ends up playing for the the Tokyo Giants. Thank you. It's going to be awesome because that's who's going to pay him the most. Unless the San Francisco Giants pay him more.
0: He's going to get more here. He's going to stay here. He wants to be a legend in the highest level of competition possible. Major League Baseball.
1: A pitching rotation with Shohei Otani and Bartolo Colon.
0: Is Bartolo Colon in Japan right now? But
1: nobody's in Dubai paying for the new baseball league over there, and they definitely have the coin to cover for Shohei Otani. Bartolo Colon's definitely going
2: to have more innings pitched next year than Shohei Otani.
0: I have a good chance of having more <laughs> innings pitched next year than Shohei Otani. So
1: I actually read that he signed as a DH. Bartolo
2: Colon? Bartolo Colon did?
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. He has one more home run in his career than I do.
1: Shohei Ohtani has uh, one more home run than Bar- Bartolo Colon in multiple games. <laughs> that's the that's thing he's done a lot.
0: I, haven't, I have really never been happier for another human being than I did when Bartolo Colon finally popped one out of the park. I was absolutely ecstatic for that human being. Never happened again, except in Dubai. In Dubai, How many for years sure. is
2: Shohei Ohtani going to get?
0: I think he's going to get 10. 12. 12 years, $500 million. So here's the
2: thing. It's, it's not about how many years he can actually play because they're going to spread it out. So that's, mm-hmm. that's part of the way that you get around the, the luxury tax and all that kind of stuff. It's going to be like 15 years.
0: Yeah, they're kicking that can down the road for sure. It's
2: going to be like 15 years, like $1.5 or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe not that much, but pretty close.
0: Well, at the end of the deal, it'll be over a billion because they're going to give him the Bobby Bonilla treatment.
2: Yeah. I mean, his average annual is going to be $40 million, $50 million?
0: Fifty-ish, I'd say. Fifty-ish, mm-hmm.
2: and he's worth every penny. Well, once he comes back and does both, he is.
0: Even as just a, a bat, he's one of the most valuable players in baseball. Yeah, he's worth forty million just as a hitter. Yep. Yeah, about forty as a a hitter, twenty as a pitcher. But it's very unfortunate for him that he got injured in his free agent season. He might end up with seven hundred and fifty
2: million guaranteed.
0: There's going to be there's going to be a giant bidding war.
2: In 75 let's say it's 75 million a year, which is not going to be that high, but 10 years 70 that's 750 million. So,
1: he's going to end up around 600 million guaranteed. He'll have a weird thing in his contract that's like if you can no longer continue as a and then it'll be like pitcher or everyday player, mm-hmm. then it's going to modify. Like His, he's going to have the weirdest language of any contract. Here's the thing: ever. you put
2: that in your in that contract that you try to sign him for for your team. I'm not going to put that in the contract yeah. when I try to sign him. Which means that I'm going to sign him. Yeah. And that weird thing is not going to be in the contract
1: because you're not going to get him if you put that weird thing so in the contract. do you have a con? Do you have a conversation back of the house with Shohei where you're like, um, "Hey, if in five years your elbow falls off in a way, you're now an outfielder? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. he's and he just says yes, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, here's the, You have to do something like that. If you try to put language in there about if this, then that, then you ain't getting him.
0: Sure. And I, well, conversely, he'll probably have a clause in the contract that if my team's not competitive, if we don't have playoff aspirations, you pay me double. He'll definitely have opt-out
1: clauses.
2: All
0: he wants to do is win. Yeah. He definitely will have opt-out clauses. He could win 10
1: straight championships in a row in Japan.
0: Not necessarily. Japan's very... Um, competitive there's a lot of parody in both Japanese and Korean baseball
1: yeah no I agree with you but now everyone's gonna go like Barry Larkin for instance owns this team over in Dubai or whatever right and he's like bringing guys those guys will go to Japan No, they're not oh because those are only money guys you're gonna tell me that's the difference wait so you're telling me that
2: a bunch of guys in the United States are gonna go to Japan so they can play with Shohei Otani if he goes there all the dudes that
1: claim they love winning
0: no because nah. no
1: one does. It's about money. Not going to happen. It's all about Oh, Tani's money. not going to Japan anyways. What? Yes, he is.
2: You don't think Japan will pay him to be there and be their hero forever? He came to the United States for a reason. He has unfinished business here.
0: I agree with Josh. He wants to be known as the best baseball, baseball player of all time.
1: Does your mouth.
2: Food and if he
0: stays, <laughs> it's my mouth and my stomach. I think my stomach is, like, reconstituting the gum Now that it has liquid. Do you need a constitution? So it's like making, it's putting the gum back together in my belly. Oh, like T-1000? Exactly. Exactly like T-1000, Fred. Dude, I hate that. I think the gum got to Fred's head, to his brain. Yeah, he's very silly right now. One
1: of my eyes feels loose. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like fuzzy. You want some more? Two men on. (laughs) 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. We're at the New Mexico Card Show. Over oh, here at the Marriott, we're at the New Mexico Car Show at the Marriott. Come hang out with us. Open till 7. There's some little kid in here just hustling through everyone.
0: <laughs> That's pretty sweet.
1: Josh, you were like a. Now, let me. I shouldn't have said were. Josh, <laughs> you're like a nerd. Correct. Were you in love with broadcasting first or sports first. Sports first. Sports. Yeah. And then you realized you couldn't play them. And then that's when you got into broadcasting. Correct. That tracks.
0: That's the path I would probably take. Like when I would play, you know, like the you
2: know, parents are like, "Oh, so what are you going to be when you grow up?" And I was like, "A professional baseball player." And they're like, "Well, just in case."
0: <laughs> <laughs> What's your backup
2: plan? Like what do you mean just in case? <laughs> And then they started to kind of gently nudge me toward this. Well, there's these
1: people who talk for a living, and you don't shut up about baseball, so maybe this will connect. The, the last time you swung a bat, did you know it was the last time you were swinging a bat? You mean like as a, as like a kid playing? Yeah.
2: No, I did not. No. no Isn't that wild? Not. That is wild. Man, oh, my goodness. That is wild. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't remember what, how I did either. No. That meant to me. The last time I hit a jumper... I didn't know it was the last time I was ever going to hit a jumper.
0: I played baseball every summer all the way up until COVID. What does that say about me? <laughs> just I just can't means give you, it up.
2: Means you rule. Just
0: can't give it up. Need that last little taste, just chasing that dragon. Yeah. Every single weekend, every summer, my whole adult life, trying to play some ball.
2: So last year we were at
0: some place with the isotopes
2: and, um, that's right, and I was, <laughs> and I was just waiting. You do on play sh- in places. <laughs> we were in Sugarland, and I'm just waiting on someone to do the pregame interview. And so they're do- the indoor cage, and Jordan Pacheco is like, "Josh, hop in the cage," and I was like, "Ha ha!" He's like, "No, seriously!" Like he demanded that I hopped in the cage, and so like all the dudes are around, and like you know how nerve wracking it is when the entire isotopes would not be for me. Yeah, w- would be. Uh, fortunately, I was crushing it. Yeah, I did well. <laughs> Of course, it was Jordan Pacheco from six feet away underhand tossing <laughs> underhand it Underhand to tossing it? <laughs> this is not pitching from off a mound. You're, you're not, inside the cage. You That's know, how you get ready for game.
0: You're not hitting 100-mile-an-hour yeah. fastballs out of the gun. The problem with that
2: is that Winston Bernard gave me his bat and had a whole bunch of pine tar on it, and he did not give me his batting gloves, and so I had pine tar on my hands for, like, the next three days. It's tough to get off.
0: Lava soap. Oh. take you get pine tar off. Good lava knowledge.
1: soap. I mess with lava soap. It mm-hmm. works every time. It was fun. So you so you swing the bat for the last time. You don't realize it. Your your playing career is over. That was at 15. At 15. 15. Yeah. And then that was it. Just bought just bought like a And then it was typing and
2: just typing and talking <laughs> ever since. <laughs>
0: uh, I still think I can I'm dumb and jaded enough to think I could still go out there and do it like every day. You mean just play and not get hurt or Mm -hmm. do you mean like play at
2: a level in which people would pay money to watch you play
0: i'm not dumb enough to think that i could just walk out on a major league baseball field and contribute to a winning team but i am jaded enough to think that i could be a relief pitcher and designated hitter for the isotopes (laughs) tomorrow
2: i could see you on the savannah bananas
0: i would be the best player on the savannah bananas
2: i could definitely see you out there (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, what would be your shtick for the bananas? Because, no. I mean, you got to have a thing, right? What would be your thing? First um, off, my
0: name is Van. Natural fit. <laughs> okay. Savannah bananas. Okay.
1: You come out as a, this is obvious, as a strawberry every time instead of a banana. Mm-hmm. Because of your... Yeah,
0: because um, I'm a ginger. Because yeah. of your appearance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm in a giant orange costume. And um, I just drop bombs.
1: Oh, yeah. okay. I don't think that's part of the game. I think they... They try to hit it, like, into action. I think that's like, you know, it's not real baseball. Like,
0: it's. Oh, it's like theater. Like, yeah. It's, like, like wrestling. It's like pro wrestling. That's oh, why it's okay. my favorite baseball. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I love There's it.
2: There's a dude on stilts at the plate, and he makes contact more he, times than not. He He's <laughs> very impressive.
0: He pitches, too. He pitches, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would probably have to learn a TikTok dance, wouldn't I? All of them. I would have to learn a, a Fortnite dance or a TikTok dance or something you along those lines. You can't even
2: try out for the team unless you already have a TikTok
1: dance. I don't think they do try out to I think they,
0: like, recruit. They recruit you. Yeah.
1: We had uh, we had the Olsen kid on when we were doing the baseball podcast, mm-hmm. and he was telling us, he was like, yeah, I was pretty good, you know, baseball player or whatever in college, and then, you know, got to the point where I was graduating college, but I also had, like, funny social media or whatever, and then the Savannah Bananas were like, hey, you want to keep doing funny social media and, like, playing baseball? And he was like, I guess I'll just work at the car dealership next year. (laughs) Yes.
2: (laughs) That was five years ago. Yes, I do. Yes, yes, I do.
1: That's... God, entertainment is so important. Like, and sports is so good at it to just distract from. And it's all nonsensical, right? Like, the, the Savannah Bananas are nonsensical. Like, it's nonsensical to go play... Men's League softball three nights a week. Like, it's nonsensical to hurt your knees playing sand volleyball. It's nonsensical to, like, to, to, get turf to, burn playing flag
0: football. To to break literally break your foot playing weekend men's baseball. Yeah. Because I did that. I snapped an ankle playing pickup basketball. I have a titanium plate in my foot because I couldn't give up my dream of playing baseball.
1: I had a ligament that made Aaron <laughs> Rodgers' Achilles look cool. <laughs> like...
0: But I'm little. feeling
1: left out
2: that I haven't hurt any body parts since my oh. career ended while chasing the non-existent dream. Well, I mean,
0: you did hurt your throat last year during the season. That's
2: correct. So that's close. Back-to-back years I've hurt my throat.
1: What are you going to do different this year to prepare? Ooh, good question.
0: <laughs> got, any, got any
1: advice? 35-year-old bubblegum.
0: <laughs> yeah, that well, cures everything.
1: Out of this pack we just opened. Speaking <laughs> of, we'll open our last one of the night whenever we get back. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Continuing the program. Time to rock. It's Live from the Mexico Cart Show. Come and hang out all party. weekend. We're at the Marriott. Door's open at 10 tomorrow. They close. It's to at 7 at night. So, to looks like some, maybe some of the vendors are starting to pack up. Definitely get out first thing tomorrow morning, though. There will be a rush. I'll be here
0: tomorrow. I'm going to bring my stuff. What time are you going to be here? <sighs> TBD. What kind of stuff are you gonna bring? Yeah, what do you got? Oh, I got decades of baseball cards. I was like an actual collector.
2: Are you like? Are you gonna bring them just to like like brag, or what are you gonna do with the stuff you bring?
0: Both. No, I want to sell it all. I'm selling it. I'm selling it all. To, it is a buy, fire buy, sale. Buy tomorrow. fans a lot. Come buy my stuff tomorrow.
2: You know you have to pay for a table, right?
0: I got a guy. <laughs> okay.
1: I have some things, but I don't believe any of them to have actual value. They only have perceived value. Mm. They have value to you. Yes. Okay. That's all that matters. I would bring stuff like a two-man-on shirt, and I would sign it. And I would bring, like, a Duke City Championship Wrestling shirt, and I would sign it. Outside of that, I would really run out of things quick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's actually just a DCCW merchandise (laughs) booth at this point. And they're like, what do you mean your square reader doesn't work? Charge it twice.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Update, Um, 35-year-old gum is making me burp now. I'm usually not a burp guy, but I think my body is rejecting the gum. I um I feel kind of normal-ish. My nose is a lot drier than it Your was. Your nose is dry? Yeah,
2: I don't, I don't like it. Uh, that's weird. I feel weird. like anything that you do that's just like slightly off or anything that you say slightly off for about three days, you can blame on the gum. Oh, sweet. Built-in excuse for anything. So, the rest like of the Fred
0: mixing up Shohei Otani <laughs> and Ichiro Suzuki? Just blame that on the gum? Correct. So, oh, we, okay, good.
1: Josh has uh, really undershot this. Um If you swallow bubble gum, it stays in your system for seven
0: years. Okay, well, (laughs) good for us. We just ate chalk.
1: (laughs) We're opening up our final pack of the day. That Um, is correct. These are basketball cards. These are basketball? Yeah,
0: we we went hoops. What year? What year is this? This is 90-91 Fleer basketball. All right. This is from the 89 season, I believe. This is one year before the dream team. So David Robinson's rookie card is in here. Somewhere. Okay. And a... uh, Not on the Dream Team. Yet.
1: All right. So, I will start. Also not on the Dream Team, Isaiah Thomas. That is funny. Yeah. Whoa. So
0: Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas, that's a good one. That is a good so one. So there we yeah, go. That's, old Isaiah.
1: I got uh, a
2: legendary photo of Sean Kemp in a Sonics uniform dunking.
0: Ooh. That's a good one.
1: I'm going to ask for that before we go.
2: That's
0: a good one.
1: What are you going to trade me for? Yeah. I currently have an Isaiah Thomas.
0: Isaiah what Thomas? Else you got? This what is what else Let's see what else you got. I, um, I'm not starting off as hot as you guys as I have yeah. a Bill Hanslick. Oh, play for the Suns. Yeah, old Bill <laughs> Hanslick. That's Denver, actually, Denver. All right, so Isaiah didn't make I the- have a Bill
2: Hanslick, too. <laughs> hey, look at us. We're twinsies. <laughs> We're Bill Hanslick buddies. All yeah. right.
0: Stand by. That's the, that's the second coolest thing you could be besides Eskimo bros. <laughs> We're Hanslick homies.
1: Now, you guys know the reason Isaiah wasn't the point guard for the Dream Team? Uh-huh. Because one John Stockton was Whoa. right here. Boys. hey.
0: hey Fred has out. been crushing it all day.
2: He is pulling all of the best cards. I have the father of Warriors basketball
0: player, Andrew Wiggins, Mitchell Wiggins. Oh, okay. Houston Mr. Wiggins. You want that, Van? Oh, I would love it. Thank you for the Houston Rockets card. Who, what am I going to get in return? Um, all building. of these. <laughs> hey, it, it starts to pick up a couple cards down, right. guys, mm-hmm. as I have a Glenn Rice, Ooh. and this might be a rookie. Shooter. a second shooter.
1: Just the first one.
0: I got a Sean Elliott. Hey, pretty good three-point shooter but a better coach, Cavs legend, Steve Kerr right here.
2: I like that one. Hey-oh. I totally want this Steve Kerr. Okay, I'll
0: trade you Steve Kerr for Mitchell Wiggins.
2: Yes, for sure. <laughs> what a trade. Steve okay. Kerr's
1: hair looks terrible in this photo, and his hair looks
0: magnificent I'm, every now and then. I'm glad the Warriors.
1: you brought up hair because I'm talking like the best cut in the game at the time. And it's Chris Mullen right here in my hands, boys.
0: <laughs> oh, dude. I, hey. Dude, stroked. Well,
2: Another Hall of Famer he just pulled.
0: We will uh, have a little story time here. Um, I used to, in my youth, probably eight ish years old to like 10 mm-hmm. ish, 11 ish years old, I rocked a Chris Mullen, Brian flat Bosworth top. Yeah. flat top. And dude. there is photo evidence.
2: <laughs> I'm not surprised by this. I yeah. Don't.
0: My hair right now is not that far from a flat top, but I used to have, like, a real legit could set a plate on top of it flat top back in my day. I like that. All right. It keeps getting better. The hits keep coming, boys. I have Washington Commander's minority owner Irvin Magic Johnson (laughs) in my stack. Look at this, bro.
1: That's very good. Irv,
0: baby. Look at that. He looks very healthy here. Here's the thing about when you collect basketball
2: cards, because there's only – 12 on a team you're, you're gonna get a bunch of good dudes in the pack sure it's guaranteed right
1: right unlike
0: football the and baseball
1: are. yes everyone's good in the nba you're talking about you're talking about bernard king right over here boy? oh i love me so oh, he's a king. player Let's i'll go. trade that's you danny player. manning for bernard king the you want danny manning you oh, danny manning i'm only good. gonna do it because you because i i see equal value and i know you overvalue okay. mine so that's like a nice thing thank you Guy Good with Sam a Man lot of King.
0: promise. Never quite lived up to it. He was a stud there for a minute. Phoenix Suns hero, Kevin Johnson, guys. Oh,
2: yeah. Another Bay Area little guy. Little KJ. He, mayor of Sacramento. Got the Kings a new arena.
0: So, since it's the mayor of your sister city, I'll give you the Kevin Johnson.
2: You want the Sean Kemp?
0: Everybody wants Sean Kemp. All Look right. at
2: that. That's they. a fair trade. Kevin that John is Johnson sweet. All right, so,
0: that hurts me a little bit because I did want the Sean Kemp. And All right. Make me an offer I can't refuse.
1: I have a whole stack. Over I there.
0: would ask you to trade me. Any of your Rockets, but I don't want any of your Rockets now because my last card in the pack is a Fleer 1990 All-Star, Akeem Elijah One. The dream My dude, arrived. my favorite player when I was a kiddo. Really? Yeah. He's a legend in H-Town. And look, this is before they started spelling his name correctly, and it was Akeem.
1: Before the H. Yeah, before oh, that's the H. super sweet, dude. I got X Mac here, Xavier McDaniel. He played with uh, Sean Kemp there in Seattle. Yeah, have a little teammate to that. That's cool. J.R. Reed played with uh, Michael Jordan in college for one year. There you go. He's I on thought the- J.R. Reed went to UNLV. I thought he went to uh, no North Carolina. Yeah,
0: it's a different J.R. Reed.
1: Oh, I'm
2: thinking of J.R. Ryder. Thinking of J.R. Ryder.
0: I often think of J.R. Ryder. Yeah, Rider. as we yeah. should. Ed yeah. Pickney. I don't know the, who that the is. The East Bay oh, funk. Ed
2: Pinckney, He was on Villanova when they stunned Georgetown. There you go. He was the big center that kind of. Shut down Patrick Ewing in the finals.
1: Is this Ken Norman? He go to Wichita State? No, University of Illinois. Ken Norman. I don't know who that is. Ken Norton. Well, there you go, boys. That was kind of that was kind of my my whatever. Rodney McRae
2: was the minutes leader, and so they they made a big deal about it. Minutes leader, Rodney uh, that's,
1: apparently That's the, nice. The fewest turnovers in the lead was by Todd Murphy, and I bet it's because he never touched the ball.
0: <laughs> Smart play.
1: Heck of a day at the card show. Yeah, it was. Try to get that Sean Kemp during the break and then all of our NFL picks whenever we get back. Stupid on 95.9 FM and AM 610. D. Sports it. Animal.
0: Let's it.
1: Back live. Marriott Uptown. Hanging out, some of the vendors starting to pack up, man. But come on down, open until seven.
0: Yeah, lucky for you, Duke City. They're going to be here all weekend. Is this week ten in the NFL? I believe so. Isn't that crazy? Time flies, baby. It's already Thanksgiving's creeping up. Next thing you know, it's Christmas and New Year's, then the Super Bowl. Oh my goodness, it's about to get weird.
1: Bunch of big stuff next week. Lobos play next Thursday. Duke Asian championship wrestling next Thursday, and then you're basically into the holidays, Christmas parties. You know how it just it gets so off over the next couple of weeks, and every every business in the world, because we're like that weird culture where it's like use it or lose it. Like time off, it's like no one's at work for some reason. Right. Yeah, i just gonna. You know, in radio, like, hey, inside baseball, radio is like a lot of ad sales and a lot of commercial sales and a lot of sponsorship stuff. You don't bother anyone with that stuff during the holidays. It's just like you're sitting around twiddling your thumbs for a month.
0: <laughs> like it's Yeah, the corporate world in America, and especially here in Albuquerque, they just kind of dial it in. Yeah, they don't care. Yeah. Obviously, yesterday was what yesterday
1: was as far as the world of football goes. I got that one completely right. Let's start with the weekend, man. Colts at Patriots. That game is in Germany. It's going to start at 730 local. Colts favored by a point and a half. Over-under is a little bit lower than I think it should be at 43. What's your opinion on this one, Van?
0: I have very strong opinions on this. I think the Colts are going to whoop up on the Patriots, and I'm not just saying that. I got a little skin in the game this weekend. They're part of my parlay. I really like the Colts, one and a half isn't enough for this game colts win easily
1: i think they do too and i think they score a bunch of points and i'm gonna say a sentence i've never said in my entire radio career which is i think bill belichick's on the hot seat
0: uh bill belichick is very much on the hot seat not only for his performance on and off the field but i think his relationship with robert Kraft is going down the drain as well. What do you think that is about? Do you think Robert Kraft
1: said, let me give you a GM, just put some focus on coaching? Or, let me give you a coach, just put some focus on GMing. Like, well, What do you think that stirs from?
0: Well, I think uh, the problem with Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft is Robert Kraft is a little on edge. He's easier uh, provoked these days because he's not getting his regular massages, so he gets upset a lot easier than he would have historically.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I hear you on that, but two guys who have never struggled with each other professionally might not know how to struggle with each other professionally. And then it's going to, you know, evaporate into the rest of the game. And by the game, I mean the front office, the people that surround football. Because, and we'll use Bill Belichick as an example, you can be weird and eccentric and kind of mean and all those things if you're winning. Right. If you're not doing those things, you're not those things currently. You're not those things anymore. I think right now, Bill Belichick is past the point of return to where if you don't become, and this is going to sound bad because he was so incredibly successful before, the exact same level of success that you were before, you're never going to get to the level where you're anything. You're just going to be the curmudgeon who lost it.
0: Yeah, I mean, you said it, winning cures all ills, right? I mean, you could put a Band-Aid on a lot of problems if you're winning, if you're successful, if... Your quarterback is the face of the league. I wonder if a point of contention is who is advocating for Mac Jones? Because it's very evident that Mac Jones is hot garbage, and he should not be a starter in the NFL, but they keep trotting him out there for whatever reason. Is this a Robert Kraft thing? Is this a Bill Belichick thing? Is this? I mean, Bill Belichick is also the GM. Like Bill Belichick is the front office. Is this his idea that they're just going down the drain with Mac Jones? You
1: would have to think because he doesn't have a different formula. You know, like when Tom Brady showed up and he was able to have the exact same guy for so very long, he never had to make adjustments. You know, his focus was never on making his guy better. His focus was on confusing the new quarterback that he sees every week because at that time, the last 20 years, he'd see a different guy for every other team. Every, for 16 weeks every year. and I, I think this is Gardner Minshew's first start ever against Bill Belichick. You know what I mean? Right. To where Bill Belichick might be incredibly talented at coaching against a guy. Is he maybe not as talented as we thought of coaching up his own guys?
0: Yeah, that's a really strong point there, Fred. That's like one of the most insightful things you said about football in this program in quite some time. Is, oh. this, is, is this gum, this 35-year-old <laughs> gum, affected you in a positive way? as opposed to it rotting my stomach from the inside out?
1: Well, I just, you know, we're talking about Gardner Minshew. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah all right. Yeah. yeah,
0: you're usually into it when there's Minshew it's, involved. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, you it's go into the zone, and we're talking about that mustache. As, far as
1: Washington State alums go, I mean, mm-hmm. that's my guy. That's what I'm trying to.
0: He's the best one. We should get him on the show.
1: Of all time, no, it's Clay Thompson.
0: He played football, too? No. Are you? I'm are we talking, talking about football. If, yeah.
1: if we're talking football, it's Drew
0: Bledsoe. Oh, give me Minshew over Bledsoe. Soft knees.
1: I don't like I don't like said. <laughs> <don't like> <laughs> Cleveland Browns are at the Baltimore Ravens continuing the day. Ravens favored big at home by five. It is a low-scoring affair. I'm going to tell you this. Take the Ravens by a lot. The five is not enough. Take the over on 38. This is going to be a blowout, boy.
0: Uh, the Browns do have a good defense, but they are banged up right now so that just helps Lamar Jackson even more when he doesn't need that help and the Ravens got a new secret weapon and they're going to start to deploy him throughout the rest of the year this Keaton Mitchell kid this rookie is a dude he's like the second fastest dude in the NFL he's absolute lightning he's going to be another Devin Arcan however you say his name so let them, they're going to keep feeding this kid Keaton Mitchell all day, and Lamar Jackson is going to do Lamar Jackson things, and they're going to beat up on an already beat up Browns defense. I got the Ravens and the over.
1: They are rolling. Baltimore is rolling. Baltimore is dangerous, and you heard yesterday from friend of the show, Wayne, they're going to the Super Bowl.
0: Therefore. Because the Super Bowl logo is half purple. That is correct. Okay. Purple. Not the Vikings, though. Not Josh Dobbs and the Vikings. A different purple. That is correct. Okay. Purple and red. Ravens and 49ers. But not.
1: (laughs) Not the Vikings. Not the Vikings.
0: And the Chiefs. Yeah, see, there you go. Josh Josh Dobbs and Justin Jefferson isn't going to be the match made in heaven and lead them to so probably have to be win out the season as bad as the Vikings are right now. The last two teams, or the teams in
1: the last two Super Bowls had the colors that matched the logo. So if we were to rank the most likelies, it would be Baltimore and San Francisco. But you think it could be the Vikings and the Chiefs?
0: Well, I think Baltimore, when they're healthy and Lamar Jackson's healthy, is as dangerous as anyone in the league, especially if they had... You know, they got some better weapons this year. So I could see the Ravens making a, a rush in the already stacked AFC. Yeah, Why not? I'm not buying into that. Know, that's not for me.
1: Your Green Bay Packers go to Pittsburgh. They're going to play the Steelers. Steelers favored by three at home. It's a low-scoring affair in that one as well. I would take the over on 39, and I would take the Steelers big. His Kenny Pickett is the truth. T.J. Watt will um, – Will Eclipse double-digit sacks on this one?
0: Usually, I do not bet for or against my Green Bay Packers, but they've been so disappointing. I think this is a easy pick here. Steelers only two-and-a-half-point favorites. I don't see how they're only two-and-a-half-point favorites at home against a garbage Packers team, but I got the Steelers winning easily. And much like my Colts pick, Steelers are part of my parlay this week, so I am confident in the Steelers. They, they even though I'm not a Kenny Pickett guy, I think the team is just well-rounded enough. They're a good football team, all 53 dudes. Pittsburgh's defense
1: kills drives. Like you're not able to pick up any sort of rhythm or routine against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, Green Bay might get shut out in this one. Maybe that's why the over under so low cuz they 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 expect the Pittsburgh to score 39-0. They don't have that offense in Pittsburgh. Kenny Pickett's not going to lose. Texans at Bengals.
0: I mean, could you see a more lopsided game this weekend than the Texans at the Bengals? Uh, Well, uh, you are very wrong on this one. I do have the Bengals winning with the money line, but give me the Texans plus 7.5 or whatever it is right now. I got it when it was at 7.5. C.J. Stroud is that dude. He's that dude. And he's going to play well enough to keep this game close. The Texans will hang on with the Bengals, but the Bengals will win. I really like the Texans plus seven and a half and the over. Oh, gosh, I just don't think so. I think
1: Cincinnati is in need of a signature victory. I think Cincinnati, whose quarterback I thought was done at the beginning of the year, is – substantially improved from where he was but he's past the point of regular he's back to the exceptional level that got them to the Super Bowl what two years ago sure. he is he is in that conversation again is maybe the best dude in the league at it I'm looking for a blowout at home I'm looking for a set this thing up for the second half of the season here we are in week 10 it, it, it starts now with Cincinnati and and the way they play the game, they might not lose a game for the rest of the year.
0: Uh, the Bengals are good, and I think Joe Burr is back to full power. But there's no T. Higgins this weekend. Jamar Chase is banged up. And I am finally convinced 100% of who C.J. Stroud actually is. Give him while, I, here. while I agree with you, just give it to him right now yeah. for sure. While I do agree with you that the Bengals are Stepping their way towards the elite category, and Joe Burr looks like Joe Burr right now. I think it's going to be closer.
1: If you're talking about the hotness that Stroud's been over the last handful of weeks, I agree. I think the one dude that has been hotter, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Sure. Let's step away. We'll go continue our picks whenever we get back. It'll be the Saints and the Vikings after the break. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The sports animal. Back on the program. Making those NFL picks. Catch them on the live chat, live text for two. People love the uh, the pack opening. Okay. A lot of trips down memory lane, people were saying. Kind of fun.
0: I had a lot of fun with it, that's
1: for sure. Saints hit Vikings. Saints favored
0: did you hear what I just said? I mean, they kind of have to be. Although Josh Dobbs pulled off a miracle against a really bad team last week, I don't think a guy who doesn't know the playbook at all is going to do well against a competent team. You know, this program is big team Josh Dobbs, but I think. Clock strikes midnight for Cinderella here for Josh Dobbs next week. Josh is Cinderella in this analogy? Yes.
1: Could get it if you can get it, I guess.
0: Kids out there, if you're listening, uh, don't eat 35-year-old gum. There's some stuff going on in my belly.
1: I think it's the Vikings.
0: Is it the Vikings in my belly?
1: I think it's the Vikings. (laughs) And I feel that if you are the type that can – If you can go straight up, go with the Vikings, but also Vikings with the points. Works for me well. Give me the Vikings. And take the under. I don't think I see the offense working for Carolina, for Carr, for New Orleans. I don't think Carr is the truth. And Josh Dobbs, even though he's new to the team, has been playing a lot of football this year,
0: midseason form, Vikings at home. Yeah, I mean, I think the Saints, I mean, they're above average. They'll probably by default win that division. But uh, Derek Carr's just got so many toys to play with. Mm-hmm. Alvin Kamara, Chris Olave, Michael Thomas, and then they're finally using Taysom Hill at all of his powers.
1: I have Travis Kelsey in all my fantasy leagues, and he's on bye this week. I have Taysom Hill this week in all my fantasy and leagues.
0: I had him last week, and he crushed it absolutely crushed go, it dude metal. is so fun to watch
1: he's not a football player he's like just an athlete yeah yeah not a good football player very good athlete 49ers at Jaguars. Jaguar Jaguars?
0: Jaguar here's
1: my upset of the week 49ers are favorite on the road I'm taking the Jaguars at home it's I two,
0: am as well
1: two and a half points is the spread on this one Trevor Lawrence leads a game-winning drive at the end. It's over.
0: I love that, and that's exactly how I think this game is going to play out. Um, while Brock Purdy was a fantastic story, I think the league has him figured out. Brock Purdy. 49ers are absolutely loaded at all the skilled positions except for their quarterback, who is fastly becoming insanely overrated. Brock Purdy. I also have the Jaguars winning at home. Trevor Lawrence is that dude. And my Super Bowl pick is just going to keep getting better and better and better throughout the course of the season. Noted Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence fan Van Nunley is picking the Jaguars again.
1: I don't own a lot of sports clothing. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't. I mean, hold up. Pro wrestling, obviously. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, I don't own a lot of sports. Not a
0: sport, so it still holds true. It's theater.
1: Touche. 100% touche. Yep. I own a Jacksonville Jaguars jersey. I own one. Like, I'm a fan. The dude, Garner Minshew. The dude, Garner (laughs) Minshew. Yeah. I'll put that bad boy on this weekend. I'm going to root for my Jacksonville Jaguars.
0: Same. Give me the Jaguars. Be comfortable in taking uh, the points. If you want to, you're even that more confident, take the money line. Jaguars, baby. Trevor Lawrence is the real deal. The Jaguars are starting to play together. They got a lot of good toys on offense. and Their defense is very strong. The
1: Titans will not stumble again like they did last week at the Buccaneers. Buccaneers favored by only a point and a half at home over under his 39 van. Knowing what you know about these two teams, this one feels down the middle. I think if Tennessee plays even a shred better than they did last week, they're going to pull up this victory on the road. I don't trust your boy, Baker Mayfield.
0: Yeah, while I am rooting for Baker, I want the Baker redemption story to happen all season to the NFL, but I'm just rooting for Will Levis. There's something about him. He's got some kind of swag. He's got some kind of moxie that I really like. Oh, wait, so does Baker Mayfield, and he underperforms all the friggin' time. I got Titans in a close one just because I think their defense is better. But I would not put any money on this game with any level of confidence. But I, give me the Titans.
1: I would put money on this game if you're betting the over. I think 39 is low. I think if the Titans are even a high percent of what they should be, not what they were last week, that they that they really come through. So take the over if you have to put some money on it. That's my opinion. But I do think the Titans win at the Buccaneers.
0: All right. We're uh, joined at the hip on that
1: one. Falcons at Cardinals as we move into the afternoon games on Sunday. Falcons favorite on the road. This is the uh, the welcome back party for Kyler Murray.
0: Kyler Murray is talented enough to win some games completely on his own. But the rest of the Cardinals are an absolute dumpster fire on a beach next to a Thai restaurant. They are awful.
1: I don't think Kyler Murray is completely on his own, though. He uh, has a lot of help from doctors for his ACL. He hasn't played competitive football in one years because of the knee, uh-huh. and the knee is no joke. I'm not trusting a torny boy out there on a return to step up and be the difference maker. Um, if... If James Conner gets in, maybe they're in the mix. These are just the two biggest impact players this team has. I don't see the Cardinals pulling this one out at all.
0: The Cardinals were playing it safe with Kyler. They gave him a longer rehab period. They even didn't play him last week when he was cleared to play. He was just wasn't all the way there. So if they're confident he can play, I mean, the kid can extend plays. He's got a cannon. He could, he could break a 60-yard touchdown run at any time, but it's his first game back in a year, and Atlanta, while not good, they are competent. I got Atlanta in this one. I don't
1: want anyone to accidentally say I, I said, please subscribe to Tyler Heineke. I'm not saying that. Yeah. Atlanta should be so much better, and they should be so much better for the last several years, but they're afraid of what should be their world-beater tight end. They don't set him up ever. They don't run plays for him. He is being misused. He will not be there next year. He's going to get moved in the offseason. He'll get traded before the draft. Fred, what are you talking talk about? Here's what I'm telling you. They're going to slap a first-round tag on him. Somebody's going to say, nah, but I'll give you a second-rounder mm-hmm. and, a, and a fourth, they become a third on production, something of that nature, and
0: he's going to be gone. There's a lot of teams in the NFL who know how to use their tight ends, and it's very obvious Atlanta, even with different coaching groups, different units running this team, even with all these different uh, coaches and front office and players, they get him wrong every year. He'll be in New England. Uh, He knows how to use tight ends. He'll be in New England. Too bad they don't have a quarterback to throw to him.
1: Atlanta on the road, that is the one. We'll continue with our picks whenever we get back from the break. It's two minute on as we wrap up the week with our NFL Predictive Boys. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. (laughs) (laughs) Laughing a lot. Telling a story. Jerry Wright's been producing all day. Jerry, thank you for your help today, brother. Oh, my pleasure. Jerry, you ever playing? home card games you're playing like like home
0: go fish you uh, know like poker. <laughs> he plays strip go fish with his friends <laughs> oh and that's that's not a pretty set, i gotta say
1: jerry uh text me or send me an email today van okay with a bit idea yeah and because i'm an adult i don't check my email uh-huh um <laughs> So Jerry said to me earlier, he said, you want me to play that bit? And I said, I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. All right, so Jerry, help us set up this bit. What is it? Well,
0: uh, last weekend on Saturday Night Live, Nate Bargazzi. All right, hold on. I got a hey, ragazzi! Go- hey. I
1: gotta Google. Hold on, who is that? Nate? Who? He, he he's an older
0: comedian, so it, All right, I'm pulling him I, up. I, I hope this isn't too dad humor for you. When you say older, he's barely older than me. He's Jerry. 44. Thank you. Thank you for that. He's 44. Yeah.
1: All right, I'm not familiar with this gentleman. Okay, he's playing George Washington, dreaming about the future of American football, and not using the metric system.
3: Okay, I'm ready. I us confess, it feels a little complicated, sir. Why not use meters and kilometers? We will, soldier. But only in certain and popular sports like track and swimming. <laughs> <laughs> For popular sports like football, we will use yards. <laughs> football, sir? Yes. It's a sport where you throw a ball with your hands. So in football, there is no kicking? There's a little kicking. You <laughs> kick the ball to get points. How many points, sir? Sometimes one and sometimes three. <laughs>
0: Very
2: confused, sir.
0: <laughs> oh, <that's> a... <laughs> Yeah. So thanks for that, Jerry. Yeah, Jerry um i I like the the old guard as much as anyone else, but i 'm a metric guy. We should have moved on to metric a long time ago, and I love how this pokes fun at it.
1: If you tell me that a yard and a meter are different i w- i would not I would not believe you. I feel like they 're the same in my head, like a yard and a meter is the same
0: three feet give or take yeah.
1: it's like three foot yeah and he also like like all those stupid meters. old
0: English measures aren't accurate anyways we 're just close to yeah. what they used to be
1: yeah it's a foot. How big's your foot? How big's my foot? What's a foot? Yeah, what's a foot?
0: Twelve inches? How how long's <laughs> an inch? Have we really agreed on how these are? Are we just guessing? Some people are called big foot. That's like different. The, to to check to check English measures if an inch is actually an inch or a foot's actually a foot or a yard's actually a yard. They use meters to check these things. Like is this ruler accurate? Is that really an inch? I don't know. An inch is two point four seven meters. I mean just well, that's it's dummy, yeah.
1: You know there was uh, there was this king van. He mm-hmm. was uh who was only a foot tall. Yeah,
0: that's a joke, Jerry. <laughs> it's about this king. A king. is only yeah. a, a foot tall. And why it was is only, that? It was only a foot tall, Jerry. Well, was he a good king, Van? He was a bad king, Jerry. Oh, oh, bummer. But he was a good ruler. Ah, cha cha I'll be till Thursday. <laughs> Tip <Tifty> your waitress. <laughs> the best part
1: about this joke, Jerry, uh-huh. is we broadcast live every Monday from Howie Sports. Oh, 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 I love that place. Oh, love Howie's. Yeah, please come this Monday. Okay. And there's a friend of the show who is um older than Nate Bergazzi and he uh-huh. yeah he tells he pulls Van to the side every week every single week tells me a new joke tells him a joke mm. and Van comes up to me on time and goes he goes
0: well he he popped me <laughs> he, um <laughs> he, he got me he got me good on that one that was my favorite out of all of them
1: <laughs> he mm. was a ruler <laughs>
0: yeah I thought it was going to be a 12-inch pianist joke, oh! but nope, it was a ruler Damn, joke.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> Lions
1: at Chargers, Lions favorite on the road. I don't expect the Chargers to ever win a game, and I'm surprised when they do.
0: Here's the weird, fluky Chargers that are going to pop out this weekend. Now they're going to score like 45 points, and they're going to look like world beaters, and Lions are going to look like idiots, and then the very next week, the Chargers are going to lose to the Arizona Cardinals. Something weird like that. This is the kind of confusing, upsetting Chargers football that we've become used to since Coach Staley has been at the helm. Also, I don't agree with any of that that I just said. Lions.
1: <laughs> it's the
0: Lions. It's the Lions. It's yeah. the,
1: Jared Goff is much better than Zach Wilson. And uh, the Chargers' pass defense didn't look good in Zach Wilson. Okay. Like, it's this Justin one. Justin Aber you mean? Who's Justin Aber? The
0: Chargers quarterback. I'm confused. You're mixing the MILF Hunter with the guy who looks like MILF.
1: I, I, maybe you didn't hear my, my point. Um Jared Goff is much better than Zach Wilson. And last week, the Chargers made Zach Wilson look very active. Ah,
0: oh, okay. I'm with you. Yeah. My bad. My bad. No, that's right. Okay. Yeah. But this is my first day. I, I didn't understand where you were going. I think I'm doing good, though.
1: It was up until the, you're, you're pulling a real A. Marie here at the <laughs> end.
0: Oh, it is Friday afternoon, isn't
1: it? Yeah. The, but no, I I think it's going to be the Lions. I think it's uh, if 1.5 is what they're giving you, take it and, and run to the hills with it. 48.5 seems high. Maybe stay under if I was you. But I think the Lions uh, victorious on the road in this one. The matchup of the weekend, though, I think is this next game. It's the Giants at the Cowboys.
0: Okay, why? Because
1: I hate the Giants. Dude. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Cowboys by three scores.
0: I think the Giants are going to end up at the end of the year with the first overall pick in next year's draft. That's how bad I think they are top to bottom. Well, Van, Arizona is just as awful. But Kyler Murray is going to find his groove and accidentally win a couple games throughout this season. The Giants might not win another game all season. What is the Giants' spread on this thing?
1: 15. And a half. <laughs> oh, God. 15.5. The Cowboys oh. by 15.5. And, and keep in mind what the abysmal Las Vegas Raiders did to the Giants last week.
0: 15 and a half. You remember week one when we thought the Dallas Cowboys were going to march their way through the NFL and be the best team in the world and go straight to the Super Bowl when they beat the New York Giants 40 to nothing. You might remember that the over-under for that week one game was 41 and a half. Yeah. So all the Giants had to do was score three points.
1: One and a half points.
0: And it would have hit the over. I think it's going to be a very similar scenario this week as the over-under is what, 39 and a half now?
1: The Cowboys beat the Jets by 20. The Patriots by 35. The Rams by 23. I mean, the Cowboys are the truth. They will continue proving it, and they will blow out the Giants on Sunday.
0: If the Giants can score 3 points, I think they'll hit the over because it's going to be <laughs> 37 to 3, something like that. Something disgusting and embarrassing for the city and state of New York. The Washington Guardians, also their friends to the North New Jersey.
1: The Washington Guardians go to Seattle to play the Seahawks. Seattle is favored big at home Geno Smith has come very much back down to earth from his performances last year. Um, but the Washington Guardians are just embarrassingly inconsistent. Um, Seahawks at home, give me something safe, 9-10 points.
0: I, um, I have this one very similar to the Cincinnati Texans game, that Seahawks money line is the bet, but I like Washington plus 6, 6.5, mm-hmm. wherever it's at right now. I think the Commanders are good enough to keep the game closed, but the Seahawks win.
1: I don't think they keep it close. I think it's a runaway. But I do think the Seahawks one. I agree with you completely. We'll grab our last one of the day, and where we get back, we will preview the last one of the weekend that doesn't play on Monday as the Jets are at the radar. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Tune on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. be rolling, I be the copper, 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 copper. I hear this song so much that I don't hate it. I like
0: it. It's a good one. One of my favorites. I mean, this guy's no Nate Bargatze, but I mean, he's pretty good. It's really good, especially when you consider that we don't have to pay residuals on this because it fell off the back of a truck. Okay, that's not how we acquired it, but close. (laughs) No, I I misunderstood that. Uh, Yeah, I mean, you're you're not wrong.
1: (laughs) One more NFL game and we'll preview the Lobos. Jets at Raiders. Jets favored by a point and a half on the road. That is uh, incorrect. It will be the Raiders victorious at home. I believe they have captured. I believe it's in a bottle. I believe they're going to utilize it. Give me the Raiders at home. The Jets in
0: their one and their one-and-a-half-point cushion will not be enough. If Aaron Rodgers is to defy all the odds and every orthopedic surgeon in the history of the world and come back early, the Jets need to have a winning record or be at 500 at least. The Jets desperately need this one. While I think Zach Wilson should be a backup, he'd be a really good backup in the NFL. He unfortunately is the starting quarterback for the New Jersey Jets, but he will do enough on Sunday to beat the Raiders. Oh,
1: I just don't think so.
0: It was a it is, is a great story last week, the Raiders beating the hapless Giants to to make Mark Davis and his new haircut happy, but... The Raiders' run is over. They're back to being the Raiders, and the New Jersey Jets will win an ugly game. Jets versus Raiders, this is going to look exactly like Bears versus Panthers. It's going to be like 13-9 to 9 or something like that. I do like the under in this one, even though the under is minuscule. I think the under is like 37 or something like that.
1: Aiden O'Connell is not good. The over-under I see is 36 Zach Wilson is not good there's wasted talent at running back for the Raiders. I believe they're going to tap into that because they haven't been doing that all year. I think we know exactly what the Jets are, and I'm going to put my bet on the idea that the Raiders could be better than what they have been because now they have a chance to show me, give me the Raiders at home, take the under.
0: I like the under in this one a lot. I think it's going to be a super low-scoring game. I wouldn't bet on either one of these teams, but I do like the under. And, but, yeah, something just tells me that the Jets are going to pull this through. Their defense is good enough to slow down Aiden O'Connell and the Raiders' offense.
1: Prime time tomorrow night for the Lobos as they are at Boise. Uh, this one is tough. The Lobos have not traditionally won a ton of games against Boise. Uh, the Lobos are not on a roll right now. But I'm a big fan of poetry, and I'm a big fan of storytelling and how poetic it would be. For the Lobos to win not just one, not just two, not just three, but four in a row, which would make them bowl game victorious. Van, this one is the one. We've talked about them all year long, but at three and six and one and four in the Mountain West, it's an uphill battle against a four and five Boise State Broncos team.
0: Listen up, all three, four, and five-star recruits within earshot of this program. Mm -hmm. Coach G is an amazing human being. This program is on the rise. Our facilities are getting better. This is a very winnable Mountain West Conference. The reason I'm saying this, Fred, is because I'm looking to next year.
1: Oh, it's like that, huh? Yeah.
0: Uh, oh. Intel, Facebook, um, uh, Netflix. Let's infuse some money in this program. and Let's go after some primetime players and let's make next season magical. Because I don't see the Lobos upsetting Boise State at home. But boy, am I going to yell my face off at the television, hoping they do pull it off.
1: This hasn't been a Boise State-style season. They're not where they traditionally are. Obviously, you know, having a losing record this late in the season is not they. They'll probably have 25,000-plus up there in the building. You know they will. I mean, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough one. 6-0, and or excuse me, 12-1, and Boise State leads against the Lobos. Their their lone win, I think, came in 2015. That might not be right, but I think it's right. Yeah, 2015,
0: that's a magical day. That's the uh, New Mexico Lobos upset the Boise State Broncos. Okay. And the preacher's daughter, Holly Holm, upset Ronda Rousey in the same evening. It was a big day for New Mexico athletics.
1: Uh, well, I didn't live here at that time. No, so, you did not. Uh, that one...
0: It was a big deal here.
1: Missed me at the time. It was a huge deal here. Is that the biggest sports day in the history of things here?
0: If it's not, it's a medalist. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Man. I want my team, my Lobo football team, to go out there and play three parts of football really well. If you go out there and you play all three aspects, defense, offense, and special teams, and you lose – I'm cool with you. If you go out there and even one of them, you do like it seems like the Lobos have done every game. Because I tell you what, they've only played all three aspects of the game well three times. And they only have three wins.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: They are not at that level where they can afford to be even okay in a discipline. They have to play really well at all three to be in the mix. I am looking for the Lobos to play well in all three aspects and be in the mix. Cannot promise you a win. Don't even know if I see one if they do everything right. But them doing everything right is very important to me because I don't ever see them doing everything right.
0: Sure. Yeah, it's been one thing or another every single week, and I know it's not for lack of preparation. I know it's not for uh, lack of knowledge or skill from Coach G., There's just something that gets in their own way every week. I mean, they're, what, three and five? Is that correct? Three and five. Three and five. So I really feel like they left two wins on the table. Two beatable teams, and they beat themselves that week. I think we should be talking about right now that the Lobos are sitting here with five wins, and they got three shots in a row to beat better teams to qualify for a bowl game. That's where I feel we should be right now. I'm not going to be delusional enough to think the Lobos are going to be world beaters and go undefeated and win the Mountain West Conference this year, but I think there's two winnable, maybe three winnable games that are L's on this schedule instead of W's. We should be talking about can the Lobos upset Boise State to get to their sixth win? If that doesn't happen, can they do it against the Aztecs? Can they do it sometime throughout the rest of the season to qualify for their uh, sixth win and a bowl game? But here we are with three wins, and we're talking about can they just keep it together and play together and have a solid game? Those are two wildly different conversations.
1: Boise State is missing some key contributors on the offensive side. That is not a thing you necessarily want to lean on, but I think it's a thing that you make mention of. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to go on a limb. If all things go right, and I'm talking final possessions of the game kind of thing, I will I will allow myself to be excited about the idea of the UNM Lobos beating the Boise State Broncos on the road, but it has to be a perfect storm. And I wasn't here in Albuquerque in 2015 on this on this night you mentioned. But if everything fell the Lobo way that way, or that night, mm-hmm. with what looks to be a struggling Broncos team, which looks to be a Lobos team that is <clears throat> claiming that they're going to fire in all cylinders, give me the Lobos on the road in the closest game you've ever seen.
0: I love that, and um, I will hope and pray and wish for that result, and I will yell at my television tomorrow because I'll be watching um hopefully this bubble gum in my stomach um doesn't send me to the hospital. I feel fine ish now, but hopefully I'm well enough to mental. come right back here to the New Mexico card show tomorrow and then cheer for our lobos and a huge upset tomorrow it's more mental you're not
1: okay at all you're actually you're actually in a tougher spot than you imagine it's um it's a whole production
0: are you do you hear? The crickets? There's not crickets in here, right? <laughs> the uh, the card show is closed. It smells like uh...
1: we're the last ones.
0: You sure it's crickets and not the choir of guardian angels?
1: Is it the just, holy... I'm just
0: checking. Is that what who's that? Meant? Who's that guy in the corner with the the black robes? <laughs> Papa, Papa, the, is that you? The sheath, <laughs> Papa. You told me you would come back. I hear Papa. my I hear my grandmother's voice for some reason. Go I'm broadcasting
1: the, the state championship for cross country this weekend. So Ooh, that be should fun. be fun. Never done that. Laugh Me either. Lot. I'll laugh a lot. Van, good job today.
0: Oh, thanks, buddy. You too,
1: Jerry. Good Thank job you. today.
0: Thank you. Van, final words. Don't eat thirty-five-year-old baseball card pack of gum. Leave the gum alone. <laughs> Also, stay out there, stay safe out there, friends of the show, and get your weekend recap Monday morning on the opening drive with Jeff and JJ. I
1: hate daylight savings week. Good job, everyone. GG.
0: See you Monday at Howie's Burke.